Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Rewind with Dana. MPJ. Now, what was you about to say? I was about to say, when you talked about, your, when you was picking up maggots. Yeah. What's the difference between picking up maggots and then picking up worms? Well. What do maggots do? Maggots, what do they? Maggots are like a dirty version of a regular worm, pretty much. But they turn into flies, right? I was told maggots like I heard that too. But I was, is like, that you know true? how like caterpillars cocoon and and, and yeah. all that in the butterflies, yes. they turn into flat. Damn, that's shitty as hell. Yeah. But basically, like <laughs> maggots be like around garbage and like dirty shit. Like you never just see a maggot in dirt, right? You don't. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah. That is true. So okay, so I know y'all heard our other voice here, and no, that is not. I don't want to Google this. Sorry. James, don't Google maggots. Don't do it. That's so nasty. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, we have a special guest here. A special guest. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Brian <laughs> Coleman. And uh, yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> We're going to get into some things with him a little later. So, yes, we have Brian Coleman on... Uh, I was going to say the sh- I mean, it is a show. I don't <laughs> like saying that because then I be feeling like... Like Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so what? True, Lady mm. O. Shout out to you, fellow Aquarius. Am I getting a car? Um, <laughs> no, not from this show. I, I need a car. <laughs> um, you might get yes. some chapstick. I okay. mean, hey, Ooh. we got you. Wine. Okay. Um, some wine. But yes, Brian is going to be joining us today, and he's going to be with us throughout the entire episode, and we're going to talk with him about you know what he does and how he is like Im- out here impacting lives and shit Aww. so yes so let's start from the tippy top how was your week Zena? <laughs> <laughs> i hate you um my week was pretty good um i spent time with friends um i ate a lot of good food um, I feel like it wasn't anything like crazy. It was just like, you know, a week where I just like chilled a lot and mm-hmm. went to the gym finally. You know, it was really hard getting back into the habit of going to the gym, but I've been doing well these last couple of weeks, <laughs> you know. See, I can't, I, you know, I think I just can't do like solid gyms no more. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm like, I guess because you like, got to be doing some extra shit. Yeah, like, I got to be doing some extra some shit. Cycling, some cycling, <laughs> yeah. some Pilates. It's just like, yeah, I can't, I just can't go to the gym, like, because I get, I lose, I get distracted easy. See, I feel like I have a routine down, so mm-hmm. I, it's like better because I just know my routine. I get in, I do my thing and I leave. But question, if you got a routine and you go to the gym every day, are you improved? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I still like, when I, I still increase, oh, like, you know, okay. if I'm running, I like increase my time or I try to like run a certain amount in a lower amount of time or if I'm like doing like weight training or whatever, which I barely know what the fuck I'd be doing. But you know, <laughs> like I like increase the weights the every week or every other week. Um, so mm. yeah, even though it's fucked up because I'm so inconsistent that I have to go back down to like the weight I had like improved from. Um, uh, but you know, I mean, be, be real with yourself. We're going to get there. So How was your week, Brian. Oh, girl. My week was a mess. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I will be uh, fully transparent. My week has been a mess. I no. think I uh, sort of exist in cycles of work hard, work hard, work hard, overextend, overextend, mm. uh, manage, 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 manage. Oh, girl, you just played yourself. Mm-hmm. Now you got to backpedal, got to reevaluate. And I think, I mean, even today, damn, I've already quite cried like at least twice today. No, Child, it's just been, I just mm. been busy. That hustle life is. It's so real. real. 
And we talked about that a little bit. First off, kudos to people who do, who are like just super hardworking and goal oriented and who are just always extending themselves to get where they want to go or to do the things that they need to do. But, you know, me and PJ, we talked about this, like, or at least for myself, I'm one of those people who I don't believe in that, like, um, I'll sleep when I'm dead mentality. Like, I'm the oh. bitch that needs a break. Like, <laughs> Yo, yes. I'm a bitch that needs to be lazy sometimes. Um, mm. But I always, like, I'm always jealous of people who do have that like mm. that soup that like Beyonce mindset, you know, that working six months for a two hour show type of thing. Because baby, in month three, I would have been like, I'm tired. <laughs> like, like it's good, it's drove. fine, right. it's fine. Bitch, <laughs> put checkup on the after. Don't hurt yourself. I'm tired. Like literally. Like I don't put just put it together. Get mm-hmm. the girl on stage. Tell her to twirl. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It's too much. But then you see the show and you like. Damn, that was That's good. true. That's, That's real. That's what made it worth it. True. Damn it. That's, That's real. So, true. so do you feel like, you know, it's still benefiting you, your your work ethic? Or do you feel like, you know, you might want to make some changes? Yeah, well, I'm not quite on that Beyonce level because who mm-hmm. is? Your faith could never. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think I think for me, it's really about just making sure I'm taking the time to get the support that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to be a more effective delegator. And when I need to take time away and relax and recharge and, you know, be affirmed and valued and validated, I need to name that in very real ways as, instead of expecting people to read my mind. Cause I'm one of those bitches. I will expect you to read my mind. And then when you don't, I will drop kick you for not reading my mind. Again, that's, <laughs> that's a thin so line between relatable. love and hate. <laughs> that's so relatable. I feel that. Yeah, and I'm I'm I ain't gonna lie, I felt you on that delegate because I ain't gonna lie, I'm one of those. I do. Me it too. I like exactly. I, I feel that way too, <laughs> and I really have to be better at that because yeah. then you be overwhelmed and it's like your fault. It's like you can't be mad at nobody, but, but you. But you just be like, damn, I just want to done right. I'm exactly. You want to done your way, or yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, you got any fine fingers you want to give out? I do. So I know y'all heard about this Aisha Curry thing, right? Hmm. No, yes, but I can't really talk because I ain't see the interview. But I've been hearing the polls inside. Yeah, I saw the clip of it. You know, uh-huh. her at Red Table Talk uh, with Jada Pinkett and mm-hmm. like some women, older women in her family. And she was basically saying how you know, even though she doesn't want other men, she still would like to feel like she still has it, like she's still desirable. Basically, it's all she said. Um, and like I'm just so really why, oh sorry. exactly so say, I'm guessing what, what were you gonna say why people dragging her why people talking so not much even shit? just that like so she said she she doesn't want male attention but she wants male attention like she doesn't want other men but she still wants to feel like yeah even though I'm a mother and I'm married I still want to feel like desirable like where I see my husband like he has all these women like coming on to him attracted to him Ooh. blah 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 putting themselves out there and yeah she's taken it's not like mm. she's gonna fuck with any of these other men but she still wants a bit of that validation i guess you can say hmm. and i think it has a lot to do with i'm trying to wrap my head because mm-hmm. i see what she's saying but then i kind of don't because mm. i'm like but then again told you you don't have it, it and that's a very you know good point like, and yeah, yeah yeah i totally get what you're saying um but i'm the type of person like i've definitely like Heard a lot of people talk about this and just like... Yeah, because they've been dragging her, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, no, her. even before this Aisha Curry thing came up, this was just a topic I was interested in um, when it came to like colorism and like Ooh. dark-skinned women feeling like they don't have that validation that they're like beautiful or on the same level as like 
light lighter women or women of like other races and stuff like that and how when they seek that outside validation people make them feel like oh why do you need somebody else hyping you up why do you need somebody else telling you you're beautiful like and i you think that's what my that man low-key yeah mm. but i like that she said that yeah. because i think it's a real thing that like yes i do think like self-esteem should stem from yourself but i think it's human to want that outside validation you know what i mean i think mm -hmm. in a way yeah. all of us require that in some Absolutely. some way or another um so that's why i personally like that she spoke up about that i heard some people saying that they felt like that was like too much like she was sh oversharing and like maybe that puts her husband in a bad spot because then that's going to make people think like oh is he not doing his job like why is she feeling like this but i think that's a real thing especially yeah. as a woman who becomes a mother right. and then that yeah. becomes your identity as a mom and it feels like your sexuality is lost once you do have a child and so yeah <laughs> <laughs> question <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but then she and i'm not this just i'm just because you know i like to look at both sides mm-hmm Am I right or wrong? Because I don't know this girl that would, like, I don't know no, her. Same, same. No, same, same. I don't like really that. check for her but either. But, like, you said what? None I of say, us know her like that. Well, yeah. not, not like I don't follow her. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just see her, like, exactly. whenever she pop up. Sure. Same, sure. same. But so, like, but, like, ain't that kind of, didn't she claim that identity, the mom, stay-at-home mom identity? Didn't, like, I you suppose, know what, like, the, I suppose, the good girl. I suppose, with yeah. With the kids. Yeah, yeah she yeah. has, very much. Mm -hmm. And I thought, because I was like, ain't that the image she was trying to give us? I mean, us? yeah, I see that too. Yeah. But I think it yeah. just, at the end of the day, like, people just want to feel like, beautiful and at the same time i can't say i know exactly how it feels i'm not fucking rich i'm not married to a rich man who gets mm -hmm. like vagina probably tossed at vagina him every second of the day mm -hmm. um I mean, so okay wait a minute <laughs> no he's not ugly either he's not ugly but like and he and you know money helps maybe a you lot. know that's my bite he's he got money you know i'm a colorist he got no, money sorry. <laughs> i i i've already embraced this no, that's not good, PJ. No, I like, and I'm trying to get like uh, when it but comes. But you know it. You know, I mean, when it that's true. But I just don't. I just love the devil. He, but he loves his kid. He loves like that face, that smile. That like, he's so adorable. He just seems like he seems like the boy next door too, in a way. Yeah. Like he just seems like a like. And that's why I thought. That's why I was confused at what she said because I'm like I thought this was like her like not what am I trying her brand. Yeah, like her brand, like the good girl with the Yeah, kids. but like this everybody is, wants to feel desirable. That's true, Even yeah. if you're not going to take the bait, like, and I mm. think that's what people are missing that like, even like, like she, like people are still human at the end of the day, no matter how much money or how much happiness we perceive true. others to have. And we don't even know what's going on in their marriage to make her even feel like that. So there's like all these like It doesn't have to be to anything it. in the marriage. It's, oh, that, it, that this as is, well. This is a, mm -hmm. like, I feel like as an individual, you are loved and affirmed and valued and validated by your partner. Yet even still, that person is not responsible for filling all of your needs. They, mm. they can't do that. And it's not wrong to say, I am that bitch and I love my life and I love my family and I still want people to affirm and validate that I am that bitch. I feel far too often uh, women, cisgender women or not are forced into a box where once you become a mother or a wife, you think you have to uh, not be, as you were saying, you, you're not sexual. You're not about that life. You can't still want somebody to tell you, yeah, squirrel, work. Or, Look at that ass. Right? That doesn't go away. Being affirmed and validated on a regular basis doesn't go away. You can't look at your partner who you see every damn day, who you already know is playing the game and people are telling him all the damn time that he is that motherfucker well yeah you want a little yeah. bit of that too that's not wrong to want that doesn't mm -hmm. mean he does anything wrong you ain't done anything wrong but you want to know that you still are worth that level of attention boom there you mm. go he just said it all 
So I guess my five fingers are just to the people who are really just like talking shit and not even like trying to seek any form of understanding of like what she's saying. They're just like, they're just judging because they think she has it all or she has no reason to complain or no reason to feel the way she feels. Mm -hmm. And everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but it's just so funny how people are so quick to just like attack somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I just I don't like that. Like it doesn't. Yeah. She's not even saying shit that's like harming anyone. So why are mm. you like fucking trying to go in on her? Yeah. I don't know. That's one of them ones I ain't even gonna lie. I can't relate to. And I, and I, you know that's when I'm literally starting to accept. Mm -hmm. You can't relate to everybody's struggle. Mm -hmm. True. You really, you, you, can. you truly can't. That's like, true. I, I don't like, know what it's like to again. I don't know what it's like to be in her shoes. Either, yeah. So. Or like in the sense of like me personally, I don't. I feel like I. I give a fuck about others' validation because I had to build myself up to that mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. So, like, when people be like, oh, I just want others, I get it, but I don't. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Sure. Like, Because, like, for me personally, I was just like, I had to teach PJ that PJ is that motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And, like, shit, I still do believe that. And, like, mm -hmm. if somebody don't believe, I'm be like, okay, you're not paying my bills. Like, mm -hmm. it's, that's why it's one of those things. Like, I get what she's saying, but then I just... I wish I'd be wishing people had that like not give a fuck bone. But sometimes. I also I don't believe that. I think everyone, or it, or it would maybe you're right. But I think in my mind, I feel like everyone seeks outside validation in one way or another because you almost need to, especially if you're like let's say trying to advance in your career, you need somebody to look at you and say like I find you valuable or I think you're good in some way to. You know what I'm. You get what I'm saying. Like no, I think absolutely. I think it. I, I think do. it's. Uh, I think it's, it's sexy. Not, even yeah. the idea of oh, I'm that bitch, and I don't need anybody to tell me. It's only really helpful to think that way if there are people in your life saying, "Yeah, mm -hmm. be that bitch." Yeah, you do. I think it. I think life. So much of our lived experience is social in nature. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna need that affirmation, validation to get. You are not doing life by yourself. You don't get. You don't get where you're going by yourself. The other people on that street have to get you there. The, uh, the train conductor got to get you where you go. Like it, so much of our life is structured around not only how we see ourselves, but how we're viewed and perceived. And I think there is something. There's something uh, sexy and attractive um, culturally around being that bitch who doesn't get a fuck and saying mm -hmm. that your bitch that, that doesn't give a fuck I believe that you don't give a fuck right but I also believe that there are people in your life that affirm that it's okay for you not to give a fuck mm -hmm. and they're gonna be there for you and support you anyway and I think that's the underlying idea of however you choose to identify Ooh, now, well oh sorry I went into my own personal little bank I was just thinking about what you said I was gonna say no yeah. not, not really not dude. me that's not me well, no, right. I was say, so like, I'm not saying like, I don't believe you I who, do like, oh, they yeah. don't, they, you don't get that no, affirmation that's why I had to like yeah. Oh, tell no. myself that I'm. You I was about know to say I do so believe like, that I get what you're yeah. saying. Where you're saying like you 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 hold you just find your value within yourself because you kind of had to be that way mm -hmm. because of like whatever reason. So I do believe that you do rely on yourself more than anyone else for that. I do believe that, but you know, I think overall, like well, you know, yeah. it's one of the, get you, that in one you way know or that, that funny ass saying. Mm -hmm. And you know, me and me and uh, Terrence was talking about this. You know that. Uh, that that's saying you your parents probably said it. We I'm pretty sure we've said it. Mm -hmm. Like, are you paying my bills? Like you know that little yeah, saying that absolutely. we always say. Like, we me and Terrence talking about that, and we was like, as you get older and you start to really do for yourself and to really start to take care of yourself, and you realize you got your best interest at heart. Now I'm just speaking for me personally, mm -hmm. and like what we was talking about. But like you really be like, what I don't give a fuck what you think, mm -hmm. and like that's just me. Like when you start to realize like. My nigga, you're not putting on nothing for me to be like any type of like, you're not putting on anything for me to like to grow or anything like, 
don't give a fuck what you think. I feel And that. I get what you said, like with the job and stuff like that, you do need validation. But like mm-hmm. me personally, like in my experience, like I just like know when I'm going into that job, I'm, I'm going to be a good ass worker. You don't have to tell me. Mm-hmm. And when they do tell me, I'll be like, I know. That's good. Yeah, like, and I hate to sound like a, a cocky ass asshole, but like, that's literally how I've gotten like the the promotions and yeah. stuff in my job. I think They'll that's be confidence. Like, I wouldn't yeah. even say that's confident. like over I think the it's top. Confidence. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I just be like, yeah, I know I'm a good ass worker. You don't have to tell me. So what you doing? What you gonna do for me? Come on, let's spread that around. Yeah. That's no belief. Yeah. That and energy. I be wanting everybody to be like that, especially <laughs> like when people be working and stuff like. Come on, you 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 mm-hmm. worth more than this. Let these hoes know. Like I can confess, like I'm the person who does like need that confirmation, mm. that verbal confirmation. And, that's fine. No, and I know people that do too. Like because I I do get that about like you need to know like okay, mm-hmm. so I am on the right track. So I just need to go above mm-hmm. and beyond. Whereas like some people are programmed to like literally just go above and beyond from yeah, you know, jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I so, think it's a yes and. I feel like mm-hmm. I, especially at this stage in my career, I'm like, yeah, I'm that bitch, and mm-hmm. now it's known. And you na- are nationally that i'm that bitch yet even still i like to hear (laughs) that i'm that bitch it Mm -hmm. took a lot of confidence to get to this point of being that bitch um but you love to hear (laughs) it and you love to know that people can recognize that because i didn't get here on my own it Mm -hmm. took a lot of support um and collaboration and partnership to get to this level but i feel like i can totally relate to the idea of you have to believe in yourself at times when no one else does because you only got you right and if Mm -hmm. ain't nobody else gassing you you got to pull out that bp shit yourself okay you got very to ask yourself. Very much. Because I do it every day. I be like, all right now, mm-hmm. you ain't got your haircut, but you you know you still a cute little motherfucker. <laughs> okay, like you still cute. Don't let me That's tell funny you not that Um But any more five fingers you got? Um, I think that's all I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. Did you have anybody, Brian? You want so five fingers is a segment we do. It's like a kind of like a slap. I like to think of it as a slap. Yeah, I got it. Like I got a it. Boop, boop, mm-hmm. Or like a like a like a bitch you know oh like. <laughs> okay um well i mean i was just looking at this on instagram last night before bed uh so with the met gala this week um and the awesome. theme was camp all right so a lot of people are talking about that uh-huh. um there so, was okay uh, yeah. so i didn't mean to cut you off yeah okay oh sure i get it but i don't the, the met oh camp okay okay so like okay camp your is it is over the top but i'm just confused okay like what is it oh so it's over the top but is it cheesy at the same time i mean uh cheesy is a judgmental language i would argue (laughs) um yes yes it could be perceived as cheesy when i think about camp i think camp has a level of uh, ridiculousness and outrageousness um, with intention. There's Mm -hmm. some intention around taking, like, I think often when we talk about drag and drag performance that there's a lot of camp in drag because it's taking gender and exaggerating certain aspects of it, making certain aspects ridiculous for the point of commentary. That's how I think about camp, right? Mm -hmm. So can I ask a question? No, you can't. (laughs) <laughs> sure girl I <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question maybe this will help me relate can you cause I think can you give me a example of camp using black pop culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so even when uh, so a lot of people would argue that camp started with black drag queens uh, I think that's literally what was on the back of uh, Lena Waithe's uh, and I know somebody suit. who was like they disagreed with that 
Okay, I'm not. I'm not that somebody. I'm like two. Girl. I absolutely. <laughs> okay, and that. I wanted to know more about yeah. that too, like because I, because you know, mm-hmm. the drag world is like something I'm like slowly learning mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, you know, I don't know if Lena said it. I guess it's going. You know, right? What I'm well, I think of, <laughs> when I think of Cam specifically within uh, Black culture, for example, uh, like giant froze, like. Do you need to throw all that hair and have all the hair everywhere? At certain times, it's uh, definitely represented protests and different uh, cultural signifiers. Absolutely, um, pride, pride, Afrocentric pride. Um, however, there's like, there can be a hint of camp. I often, when I'm blo- uh, throwing out my hair at school, there's a hint of camp in it because it's outrageous. Mm-hmm. I got a big old head. I also got all this damn hair. What the fuck am I doing with all that damn hair? I want you to know I'm that bitch with all that hair, <laughs> right? Um, and there are a few black artists on the red carpet who used hair. Um, to highlight their camp. Uh, Sierra had a big, two good. giant, she had two looks because I also think she did a music, she filmed some sort of music video. On with Big Frida. A big, with big Frida, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, they jammed. I yeah, like that. Yeah, she had those big Afro puffs, right? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous ass Afro puffs. You know that one, her damn hair? But it was that that heightened level of, mm-hmm. this is me, I am showcasing my blackness in a very fun way with intention, right? Okay. Um, there are people who had like the long braid that was like so long that it like trailed behind them on the ground. Like, Mm-hmm. That like they're like I think of door knocker earrings. Door knocker earrings are really like they're they're called door knockers because they could fit. They're so big they could fit yeah, on a damn that's, door. That's right? a good one. Right? That is like shit. Maybe right. these damn baby hairs. That right. Be... Laid. Right. Okay. True. I think. Okay. I think I get. Because I ain't gonna lie. I was. Uh, and then my thing is, I ain't know if the celebrities got it mm-hmm. either. So I was like, I was hella, I was doubly confused. I don't know if some of them did. They I don't definitely think some didn't. Of them, I don't think the guys did. Subjective, the women, I, I think. A lot of the women didn't get it either. Nicki, no. Mad- Nicki Minaj. I think of Nicki Minaj and how she has represented herself on the red carpet since Jump is campy as fuck. Oh. It's ridiculous. It's outrageous. She knows that she's being ridiculous and outrageous. And that's the point. Mm-hmm. Like you got a got leopard cat suit, it. you got a leopard like beehive and shit. Why your hair sprayed like a fucking <laughs> leopard? It don't matter, okay? Because it's ridiculous, right? Okay. And she lived, and I lived. That's a good one. That's camp. Okay, okay, great example. Okay, all right, all right. But um, keep going. So I would give my yeah. five fingers. To, I've seen a lot of uh, uh, pushback to RuPaul Charles. RuPaul Charles, RuPaul for short. If you didn't know RuPaul's last name, yeah, can I be. I didn't. A, well, see, look at that I new didn't learning. Either, actually, <laughs> look at that new learning. Um, can be a very problematic figure, especially related to transphobia and a lot of uh, mm. different rigid ideas around gender, gender performance, and drag performance. Um, however, was on the red carpet giving uh, man rue giving uh, cisgender maleness on the on the red carpet and a lot of people push back well oh well she's a drag queen she like she's built her life on being a drag queen why is she, like it's camp camp is the theme how are you gonna come on the the red carpet and not give a drag look and rue has said for many many years if i'm not getting paid i'm not wearing drag mm-hmm. right and this is idea that uh Fans are owed uh, this identity, this drag identity, this drag persona, I think is really problematic. It shows like who really understands not only RuPaul as an artist um, and a figure in pop culture, but who really understands how drag functions apart as part of RuPaul's identities and celebrity. And that mm-hmm. idea of just like fan culture where people owe us shit, that just, ugh, mm-hmm. that pisses me off. These motherfuckers don't owe you shit. They're living their best lives. Mm-hmm. Like when they have a moment to, when it works out, like, trying to spread message of love and inclusion, et cetera. Also, 
also saying some problematic shit that's not okay. But even still, in moments like that, Rue did not have to meet your idea, your vision mm-hmm. of camp. All Rue had to do was show up and be fucking Rue and didn't even have to show up. Very true. So mind your business. I think we commentated on that as well. Kind of like fans and their comments on social media and how they have like these certain expectations of people and it's like let them fucking live like mm-hmm. damn that's why like i feel like if i leave comments on like fan it's like or artist page or something it's always like don't nobody want to see that negativity be fun like i'm i'm like yeah. you'll never really catch me leaving a negative message no. under somebody's photo unless like they're no, <laughs> no I, I really don't. Say, I will say on I twitter really i will cuss you the fuck out mm. i will say on, when i say on twitter i will cu- I will cuss you down. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like, if I see somebody saying some real ignorant shit, it's more so me responding to some ignorant shit somebody said in the comments rather than mm. me just, like, trying to tear down or, like, talk right. shit about um, a celebrity. But My mama raised me to be an ice queen. <laughs> I think the uh, pettiest thing that you can do to someone is make them feel like they don't matter and that they mm. don't, they're not worthy of your attention. Mm. That's the type True. of shit that will stay mm. with them for the rest of their lives. That's mm-hmm. cold. That's that's real. That's why. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I <feel that>. Yeah. <laughs> so let me and not I'm, get on your bad side. And I'll um, cut you off. Like that's my motto. How I mm-hmm. roll. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's why. Like people are like, how do you ignore, baby? Who? I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't <laughs> even. Know. Um. Do I have five fingers? Nah. You know. No. I will say, motherfucking bitches out here want to free be lawyers and shit. But they not free and the people who I want them to free. Ooh. Free motherfucking JT, bitch. Since you want to free all these T9s. <laughs> How you going to be mad? Ooh, Jesus. Yo, now that's some petty shit. Nah, see. That's some petty shit. See. That's some petty. Fuck them other people. Fuck right. all them other people. Free Jatavia Thomas. Uh, I'm she just kidding, by the way. Wait. Not fuck them other no, people. Fuck, no, not fuck no. them other people. I'm glad they home. I'm glad they home. You're funny as hell. But I'm that. just saying. Um, but JT, did she do it? Mm-hmm. Bitch, yes, but that's not the point. Ooh. You got to do what you got to do to get where you need to go. You know what wow, <laughs> wow. But I ain't got no five fingers. Do I? No, ain't nobody. I'm shocked. I know I'm shocked too. Cause when I'm mad, my business and be in my house and smoke my weed, I just don't be. That's real. No, I ain't gonna say I got five fingers, but it was something I saw that Charlemagne had posted. I was like, Oh gosh. Well, no, he posted. What he posted was like black men instead of like me mugging each other or looking each other up and down, like stop your brother and tell him, hey, how you doing? Where you going? Like stuff like that. Basically saying like black men stop me mugging each other. Da, 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 da. So I was like, the thing is, I do try to do this, but I feel like they pick up on, they detect my queerness. Ooh, ooh, intersectionality. I need a cigarette. Anybody got, you think so? <laughs> and that, you think Dana, so, or do you think? I know hmm, so. That's interesting. I know so, and it's just so, like don't want to talk. Like, trust hmm. me, I done I done been through it as a server, like especially working customer service. Like, especially with black men, once they detect that, it's just kind of <clears throat> it's kind of like this. They 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 automatically put up this wall when it's like I don't nobody I nobody is trying to get that with you it's so funny that you bring this up. oh sorry were you no gonna... i was just it was, it was so interesting when you were talking about black men i think in in the way you were talking about black men black men you were describing black cisgender men who appear to present as heterosexual mm-hmm. because i mean you could walk up on other black queer men and find oh yeah similar experiences as well oh mm-hmm. like they don't want to talk to you oh yeah oh bitch 
Well, you know, I'm not the friendliest of bitches anyway. Like, you, I, girl! <laughs> you ain't friendly! What? That's mine! What? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, but no, it's like, even like, I just, I don't know. I, just, I definitely try to be nice to people and like, when I just know my experience with straight hitter or black men, whenever I do that and they detect the queerness and like, it's just like, a, no, I'm good. Like, and then I, like, you be feeling, you be picking oh, yeah. up on that. I be trying to tell people energy is real. You can mm, tell when yeah. that shit oh, shift. Yeah. You be like, that happened to me on New Year's. Like, I just felt weird because I had brought somebody and like, it was just, it was, I felt a way like to the point where I was like, I'm ready to go. Oh Yeah. Like, I'm ready to go because I just feel this shit. It's just so crazy that, like, men think, like, okay, this person is of a different sexuality. But I just don't understand, like, where the wall comes in at. Like, don't nobody want you. I be trying to kill niggas. If somebody wanted you, like... You I, these bitches don't want you. Right. You think I'm gonna want your crusty ass? Wow. I don't. I don't. You asked about that wall. That wall is called homophobia mm-hmm. and fragile oh, black male masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's like I think I even with that statement that like you need to stop me mugging, I mean, there are a lot of reasons why people potentially mean mug True. when they are out and many of them are protective. Mm-hmm. So you me. don't want to I will do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, oh, so yeah. do I. I will look at you stone-faced on the street because that's my way of protecting myself cuz I don't fucking know you. Right. Unless I see somebody I know, I ain't got no business smiling. Right, it's this, in that same way of, hey, pretty girl, why don't you smile? It just all, the, all that sort of assumptions around how people should behave and mm-hmm. act around you and pander to you, your need for right. attention and validation. Fuck that. I ain't got time for that. I look, I'm just gonna walk around my business and listen to my music. You know, if you need me, call me. Like you know Charlamagne, I mean? you try. Like we get it. Like I get it. I get but it. Like, yeah, I get it. Uh, you know, it's so hard because the way the world works. You know, and it's, that's what I'm saying. Like the way the world it's works. It's layered. Yeah, I wish it it's was. Layered. Um. Do you have any confessions? I've been thinking about this, and I don't think I do. I mean, I told y'all a little confession, you know, off, off air, but <gasps> shh. I ain't oh, gonna talk about oh, that. I was like, wait, what? I ain't gonna talk about that now because I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh, I don't think I have one. Hmm. No, I don't think I have one. What if we just start, like, instead of, like... Oh, I have a question, though. Ooh, what? This just popped into my head because what? I was talking about this with someone. What? Have you ever dated somebody you were embarrassed of? Or, like, that, like, maybe, like, they weren't the cutest and, like, people always pointed that out to you, but you like their person... <laughs> yo! It's... Yo! <laughs> yo! <laughs> what? Yo, that face said everything. What? You no, gonna, you gonna get me. Was in that trouble. like a no? I can't oh, relate face, uh, or no, was that like a? Um, well, I feel like um, embarrassment is contextual. Um, mm. I I am someone who struggles with emotional vulnerability, um, and I think uh, loving relationships for me bring out a level of discomfort. Um, that will often lead me to feel embarrassed. When somebody loves up on me, I think it's very comfortable uh, behind closed doors, but in public, based on my own internalized homophobia, um, and based on, on, like, (laughs) yes, uh, based on the discomfort, I think there's some embarrassment there. I have had uh, situations and relationships where um, there are aspects of an individual that would embarrass me. I had a 
a boyfriend that would always go after he uh, said something <laughs> stupid. Wait, 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 after he what? Ever, after, after he said something stupid, or after if he said something that he wasn't confident about, he go. I'm like, that's a choice. Um, or like the like you know like the boyfriend who like loved like the Canadian tuxedo, but not like the cute version of it. It's like ooh, oh, see, I did the goo gaboo too. Either way, like that, that's, right? Or like in situations where like you have that like they get too drunk and then they like say something crazy mm. or out of pocket that could sometimes be embarrassing but i think that's more that's less about them and more about my insecurity that's a good point and i've had to really unpack that because i would read and project that oh you fucked up you why'd you do that that's stupid and it's really about wait why can i let them live and why am i so wrapped up in their presentation what is what do i stand to lose i really don't stand to lose anything but my own ego and mm. I had to back it all Come the way on. up. I just want to stomp right now. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I definitely, I, I'm pretty sure I ended things with somebody because I was like, they just not as cute as I thought they were. Damn. Yeah. So tell us. <laughs> Give us more. No, because I don't. Oh. <laughs> <don't> no. <know laughs> they're like, you know. Listening. Oh. <laughs> could be, could. Now no, you, I'm. Uh, and you know me I'm all a person like I'm all about personality but like you gotta be a little cute too (laughs) shit gotta be some sort of physical I think he he was cute to me but then I just it just then somebody was just like not anymore okay so it wasn't like other people commentating it was just like something in you oh oh shit come on you have to you have to spill the tea spill the tea (laughs) let's spill the tea No, you know what's crazy? Okay. I, so, yeah, it, 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 I think people definitely got dig in my head about it. Because, mm-hmm. like... Which is, isn't that so wait, fucked I, I up, Wait, I thought you though? were the bitch that don't give a fuck. Can't nobody tell me. <laughs> oh, oh. You right. Ooh, you right. But then <laughs> somebody was like, you've had cuter. And I was like... True. They was like, yeah, you've definitely had way cuter. And I was like... And girl, have you had cuter? And who are you with? Right? Are you, are mm-hmm. you sleeping alone? Turn hey, it back she on. Ain't them. Got <laughs> turn, she ain't got nobody. She ain't got nobody. Turn them right shit. back on. But them. no, it was some other stuff about this person that also like that was like one of the things I was trying to like be like PJ. Don't mm-hmm. don't even focus yeah. on that. That's dumb. But then there was some other stuff that came up that I was like, ooh, that that's kind of a red flag, and I don't like that. PJ, you're being really vague through this story. <laughs> it's kind of making my nipples hard. Like I want more tea. <laughs> so I need like, more tea. <laughs> so like, I just felt like. He didn't have like drive and like mm. ambition, and that's a turnoff for Absolutely. me as a person who like always doing something yeah. and got their hand like just mm-hmm. always working. I'm mm-hmm. like, that is a turn off. Like people who can't, because I'm a go getter. Yeah. I really am. Like absolutely. I, like I always, if I see it, I want it. Like mm-hmm. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like, when other people ain't got them intent, like that's why I know I need somebody who not like you ain't got to be like the hustler of all hustlers, but sure. like. Just know that, like, I'm one of those people, like, if you're going to be with me, like, you you also got to have some, like, what are we doing? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, I just want to get in that vibe from him and, like, not a lot of effort toward it. So I was just like, I don't think this is going So happen. was this embarrassment or disappointment? I'm, or both? I'm confused. True. This embarrassment. So when you was out with them, like, you would, like. Ooh, how would you act? How would you act? Why is this about me? <laughs> we can move on. We I can, can tell move. my little story. <laughs> oh. Uh, Wait, what story? Yeah, see? Well, you- I think, I don't know if I, well, you know this person I dated towards the beginning of my college years. Y- yes. 
Um, and she was someone we... I don't want to get too many details. See, we, don't you know? <laughs> okay, both of you are... But basically, we started off as... We started off as classmates, and then something about her personality made me attracted to her. Mm. We started off as high school classmates, and then something, you know, attracted me to her. I think it was that, like, bad girl personality. Ooh. I don't know why I got a thing for that a little bit. Not anymore. Okay. I like good girls now. Treat me right. Okay. Um, talk to me nice. Okay. What you say? I said, you like mean pussy. Oh, my goodness. Not mean pussy. I feel like you're always trying to be nasty. Okay. But, but is he wrong? But I mean, is he wrong? I mean, um, <laughs> you like angry pussy. <laughs> I hate you. But the thing was, like, what initially attracted me to her was her personality more so than her looks. But I'm the type of person where if you're not, like, if I don't think you're, like, super unattractive and you have a good personality, like, that's going to make you, like, beautiful to me. Absolutely. So that's what happened. Like, I found myself physically attracted to her. But then I started... Oh, my God. Then I started introducing her to my friends. And, like, they will always comment, like, make little comments when she wasn't around about her looks. Ooh. But the more... What would they say? What would they say? The most fucked up thing is it was more about her skin color, which kind of, uh, which I didn't think she, like my my lack of physical attraction to her initially wasn't because of her skin color. It was just like, you know, her features. Mm -hmm. um, but like people would like refer to her as like, oh, you still with that black girl? Like they would like say little shit like, oh my God. like. I don't know. Or they would like try to allude to her, like not being that cute and shit like that. And I thought and that she was. was. Right. I didn't think she was like she was completely ugly. unattractive um, until like, of course, like my emotional attachment faded away. Then that's when then I was like, oh, I don't know. You're that cute anymore. But so Damn. there were times where like then I started to feel like like I felt like she was attractive. But then I always was thinking like, how are other people going to perceive her? Because people keep saying this and I feel like they're not paying attention or trying to get to know her, you know, as a mm -hmm. person Absolutely. or anything like that because so many people were commenting on how she looked. So it was kind of fucked up because it's like, I did kind of let what people like said impact the way I thought to an extent because mm -hmm. I was still with her for like a couple years. So obviously. Damn. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me. Oh, my last relationship was like three, four years. After that, you know, I'm a um I'm a wifey type, so you nice. know. Uh, yeah, I you gotta been stay with me for king a while. Died, baby, so Not since know. King. No, um, but Jesus. Now there was one time though, me and her went to my best friend's birthday party mm -hmm. and she had just taken some braids out of her hair and her hair looked fucking ugly. And I was like, <gasps> I was so embarrassed. I was like, you really about to like meet like my other best friends and go to this party and you literally didn't do shit. I was so mad. Would you, did you did you tell her this? I was just like, oh, you're going to do anything with your hair? And she was like, nah, fuck it. Like now she was one of those people who really didn't give a fuck. Like she was just like, I don't give a, you know, like I was like. You were passive aggressive with her. Why don't you say, hey, you know what? It would mean a lot to me. If we could uh, like have a look for it tonight that was <laughs> you know what? compatible, something that would like you know I really probably play to both of our strengths. I probably should have, but now that was a night where I really was embarrassed because I was like, "You look like you didn't even try." Like Looking you, like who did it? What fun? Don't do yeah. it again. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. But I think well, that's the only time wow. I've like been embarrassed by anyone. That I think that contextual piece of like how people will respond out like. I, I was just teaching a sophomore sex ed today and we were talking about literally this idea of like your, your top 10 
ideal characteristics of a partner, what you're looking for, what's important, all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also talked about this idea of like, well, is it important that the people in your life like the person that you're mm-hmm. with and why? And as I told them, I'm like, you know what the reality is, if the people in your life like don't like the person that you're with, it could be an issue with that the person that you're seeing and how that person does or does not align with your values and interests and what people know about you. Or it could be that the people in your fucking life suck and you need to drop them. This is true. Or it could be both. Everybody got to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, that's tragic. That's real, though. I know some people who really stand behind like, oh, if my family doesn't like you or if my friends don't like you, like this can't happen. But I do think, like you said, context, because like some people got people in their life who be tripping off certain things mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be tripping off of. When so. you're criticizing me, who hurt you? And what about your situation lead you to think that it's appropriate that your comment on this is valued? Mm hmm. What you Why are you worried lose? about what's going on in my bed? Right. <laughs> Unless you're in my, my bed. In my vagina. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Why are you worried about me? What do you say? <laughs> what do you say, James? Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Does it say can get fucked or what? Get fucked. Absolutely. James. I think like... He you, said, fuck my family. I don't give a fuck. That reminds me of a party we used to have in college called Dress to Get Fucked. Remember oh, that? Yeah, I, I thought every that. party was that party. True. Uh, is, it not? true. is it not? Is it not? No, this one was dressed. Like when they said dress to get fucked, all bitches came dressed to get fucked. Okay? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, right now, college is like a blur in my mind. Dana, I'm starting to rem- forget some of it, too. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I think I'm getting old. You watch your fucking mouth, all right? I am 33 years old. Fuck that. Uh, but like, I, it's like certain parts, I'd be like, man, fre- freshman, what was I? What right? happened freshman year? It really like, do oh feel like that. I was like, I don't remember my freshman year. Then I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I don't remember, I don't remember none of it. Like, <laughs> I'm about to go. I'm about to go. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have no freshman year. Okay, (laughs) like I'm really just like, uh, but no, I ain't got no. uh, What was the other? What was what section was we on? (laughs) You you can't remember freshman year, and you can't remember two minutes ago. This was a confession. (laughs) This whole thing. Oh, that was yeah, the confession. Yeah, I had dated somebody that was a little embarrassed. Yeah. I wonder if I was ever the embarrassing one. I be wondering. But, like, I don't do shit, but get high. Okay. And mind my business. Oh. I'm a good day. Like, I ain't going to say nothing to nobody. You seem like you're defending the idea that you're not the embarrassing one. <laughs> so you might be <laughs> the embarrassing one. It's true. No, I, but just let your friends know. I'm always ready to fight. Mm. They don't, like, that's all I'm going to let you know. <laughs> Tell your J- James, James is- said he's always the embarrassing one. Doubt it. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I feel like James definitely is the embarrassing one. But Ooh. I feel like embarrassing in terms of like you're different, you're unique. Yeah. And people can't always appreciate this what's is true. outside the box. So it's like a good thing in a way. Look at that affirmation. Look at that affirmation. No, seriously. No, that's, what I, that's why I know I was. <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel like if you can't find the embarrassing one, well, I think you know who it is. I mean, hmm. 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 I was going to say, um, well, you talked about the Met Gala earlier because I was going to say anything in pop culture. But I was just going to ask y'all, what was y'all favorite look from the Met Gala? Ooh. Mm. Billy Porter. Oh, yeah. He did jam. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, you know, one of my favorite looks was from, 
you know, one Belkalee's almonds are and that wonderful red yes. gown. Mm, yes. I mean, it was nice, but I was feeling I, Janelle, Janelle Monet, Monet can do no wrong You're to damn me. Damn right with the winking boob. Okay, mm. the boob winked y'all. And you know, I heard her and Lupita got a little something going on. No, no, now that's official. It's, it's official. <laughs> now it's now they've come forward. With their relationship. So what happened with Tessa? Girl, well, I don't know nothing about that. I'm upset. I'm upset. Janelle was supposed to be my baby mother. Oh. Janelle probably eat great box. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. You're I absolutely think Janelle right. eats great box. I'm sure. Or she's like really mean. I can't decide. It's one or the <laughs> other. I can't really decide. Is she really mean? Like just really mean. It's like, fuck it. I'm not even going to touch it. I want you to beg for it. Yeah, beg for that shit. Like I can see her. Yeah. Come on, don't not look. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, you okay over there? Oh, yeah. Like I said, the baby mother. (laughs) Who else did I like? I I don't I didn't get Frank Ocean's look. You know, I don't get it. It wasn't a look. I I mean it was a look, but it wasn't like a I thought the rumor was that he actually thought the theme was like camping, like outdoor camping. (laughs) Like actually, no, I'm I'm dead serious. (laughs) Really? Yeah, that's what that's what I heard. So he mm. thought it was like, oh, Could be true. I, he was wearing the, like the camping hoodie. You know, me and Frank, I, we just don't be seeing that. Frank and Frank. Oh, don't yeah. Be he said he feel a way about Frank. Like, I don't he's feel not, a way. It's just I don't. I don't. Like he feels like what you say. He's like fake artsy or something. What you say? I Ooh. do get like too, like too artsy. You know how when somebody too artsy to where like you can't. It's like, unauthentic yeah, or something. Like, like you can. I feel like you can be artistic and people still understand yeah. you. But you know those people who just be artistic like and just be just mixing shit up. You be like, what? What? So you wanted to play a song? I just I disagree, <laughs> but um, no, I know, and that's what I said. That's why I said like, and also his music just don't catch my ear. Like mm-hmm. that goes one in, not the other. I'm mm-hmm. like, I ain't gonna lie, sound like a bunch of whining to me. <laughs> and so, and I tried, I tried Chanel Orange, and it's funny because I'm the person, I'm, I'm the person out, who likes out. whiny, like sentimental ass songs. Oh so. baby, you know I know how the, the music you like. You know I know you like that music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm but no, like I listen to Channel Orange. I listen. I I got halfway through Blonde, and I was like. Like, I have to turn this off. Well, it was yeah. called Blonde. I had a, I took issue with the name. I actually <laughs> never played it for that reason. And it took like eight years to make. I was like, mm. Right. And did you actually, but did you finally listen no. to it? No. No, you still I'm still in it? a no place. I'm still in a no place. Yeah. I, I'm, I think he's just one of those artists, like, I'm glad he doing what he doing for everybody else. Mm-hmm. But for this one over here, he, keep pushing. Hey, I just feel like he captured light, uh, like lightning in a bottle there with Chanel Orange, as you said. And I think something went really left afterwards. I felt like, like it felt very like Lady Gaga art pop to me. Like hmm. you was smelling your own shit a little too long, hmm. and then the expectations became too much, and then like you didn't know what to do, and then you delay, delay, delay because you were insecure. And then by that point, I'm like I just don't care. I'm sorry. That's pretty. That's a good sum up. Like I just can't be like, bothered now. Like, you yeah. have me waiting, and sometimes you're like, yeah, I wait, yeah, tease me, tease me, tease me. And I was like, wait, I got I gotta go eat. <laughs> and then I never came back. That was it. I think that was the same thing that happened with Nikki's Queen. Mm. Because we was they was waiting too long for mm. that. Mm. Yeah. and I feel like no one in the world really cared. It just was too long. Then she, it was supposed to come out this day, then she pushed it back, and yeah, Stunts. that album wasn't as great as, as like, Pink Print, mm. Pink Print was the shit. It was. Pink Print was the shit. But Queen, I was just like, it's only really one song I like on that, and that's good form. Mm. That's the only song I really like. Um, but no, it was a lot of cute looks. Um, who else did I? Zendaya jammed. The Cinderella oh, yeah. moment. I like that. And then you see Lindsay Lohan. 
Trying to come for her. Who? She, Who is that? Lindsay Lohan. Who is that? You're petty. <laughs> like, where's she, she been? She tried to come for Zendaya. What's talking she saying? So and so wore it better. Who? Okay, like, I don't know. Brandy? Brandy Norwood? <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I, I disagree with that. If somebody would have came dressed as, wow, that would have been a good thing. You yeah. know, Whitney's costume and that. Yeah. Ooh. Whitney. <laughs> nippy. Nippy, no. <laughs> no. Too soon. But, um, I can't. And then who else did I see that didn't? I mean, I like Lena Woods. And yeah, I was talking to another queer person they was like yeah i don't necessarily agree with that and i was like look i don't know i'm not i'm i don't you know don't i'm know just listening history, to what y'all saying but... i don't know the history of drag i don't mm-hmm. so you know she had it on and she said what she she said what she should okay <laughs> like that's it like i said what i said <laughs> true i like, feel like lena wait is always coming with like um some strong like message or symbol of yes. some sort, and I like that. I love that. Lena Waithe about to do some shit. Give mm-hmm. her like what five more years? Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. about to. She stayed doing some shit. I mean, she doing, but like you know, I think now she just you know mm-hmm. like not just starting, but mm-hmm. like she like okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm working my way in this mm-hmm. bitch. Like give her five years, yes. and she gonna be like, all right, I that's, got it. That's how you I know. feel about Issa, Issa Rae. Yes, yeah, I love me some Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that show for her to come out. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was one of those things where I had to cuss people out online because they were talking about, you know, that show. She got a show coming out. I think it's about bisexual black men or whatever. And, yes. you know, everybody like y'all always trying to e d mess. Y'all always trying to make black men look. Emasculate. You had it right. Emasculate. 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 Oh, yeah. I- Emasculate. Yeah. Oh, it's not you're right. It okay. is. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We were gonna roll with it <laughs> we either way. <laughs> we learned it. We learned Um no I'm just <laughs> Um and they were and everybody was like, Y'all trying to uh emasculate black men and stuff like that. I'm like, no. Okay, why can't a bisexual man be masculine? I'm confused. Same. What the fuck are you? What no, do you mean? Don't, don't even entertain that what dumbass do you question. Mean? That's why I, I remember I cussed this one man and I was like, You dumb stanking ass trifling ass red ass drag ass motherfucker Jesus I need you to realize there aren't only one type of black man in this world all kinds it's called intersectionality bitch look it up in Miriam I don't have time and you know what I ain't gonna say what I was about to say I ain't gonna say say it say it say it do it, do it, do it. You got it. I'm ready to talk about Ryan. No, oh what? Goodness. Damn. Why That's what I'm ready for. <laughs> Come on. You teased that. That's you teased you that. Look at look at you. Hold on to the mic all sexy and shit. I'm mad. Oh, I'm mad. <laughs> I want to talk about Brian. Damn. I got questions. Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I don't. I want to know what you was about to say. Same. Um, but I'm like, I want now. Really want to know because I just don't understand. Um, I'm confused. I'm at a loss for words. Yes. Um, yes. See what James oh said. Same God. too. Give it to what us. What you was gonna say? Say it. I forgot. Bitch, who gonna bite you? <laughs> right. Who gonna bite you, bitch? Listen. Ooh. You gonna be there when they beat my ass? Yes. Yes. Call me. No, I'm kidding. Um, next segment, we're going to let it marinate. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. I'm sorry. It wasn't even that good. And I was like now hyped it's too up. High. Now it's too high. Like, yeah, okay, I get that. Now you want to say it at the end, Loki. <laughs> yeah, slip it sure. in. Yeah. Like, slip I'll it say in. it at the end. Ooh. Yeah. Just yeah. slip it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we have Brian Cole. I don't even know where to start. Um, Jesus. Have him give him give yeah, a little, just go ahead, little Brian, rundown tell us about of what he you, does. what you yeah. do, oh, okay. and why... 
you're a bad bitch who has been oh. recognized nationally, oh. right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, nationally, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Wow. Okay. So, oh, uh, with all of that, my goodness, I got to put my hair up in a pony. Hold on. Um, <laughs> Do I got a little? Yeah, oh, no. yeah. Right. Am I got a hair tie? No. I'm um, so. <laughs> I am the 2019 uh, National School Counselor of the Year. Leading up to that, I was named the 2018 Illinois High School of the High School Counselor of the Year, mm. and then Illinois School Counselor of the Year, um, and then later became the National School Counselor of the Year, and then shortly after that, I was named one of the Human Rights Campaign's um, Upstanders of the Year as mm. well. Um, I'm a school counselor uh, by training. Um, and I work at a high school here in the city in Chicago Public Schools. Um, and I'm the department chair there for a team of six counselors. I have supported a caseload of about 300 students. I'm also the staff sponsor to our LGBTQA student organization, um, Jones Pride. Whoa, what? Um, and I also <laughs> co-lead our school's mentorship program. And I am... Facilitate. I'm the lead facilitator for our sophomore sex ed program. This sounds like a lot. Yeah, wow. a lot. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. I'm clapping out. Say no more. Like, wow. Say no more. And like, that's just during the day. That's what I do during the day. Damn. <laughs> that's just the day gig. But at night. <laughs> but at night. Well, <laughs> we're gonna let that marinate. <laughs> yes. Wow. So, damn, you're doing you're doing a lot. So, mm-hmm. I guess basically, how did you end up getting into the counseling field? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. No, um, my background prior to counseling, I was working. Well, my undergrad degree is in theater and sociology. Loved it. Had a wonderful experience. Um, realized near the end of undergrad that I probably didn't want to transition into theater um, because I probably wasn't gonna make no damn money. Um, and I realized the value of money while I was in college and realized that was something I did not grow up with. Um, and that getting it was going to be tough um, in the arts. So I went into, I hustled, acted for a little bit, went into alumni relations and development for my alma mater, Northwestern, where you at? Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> I attempt, though, that's the real hustle. I attempt for a while at Northwestern and damn near had to beg for a job there. Mm. It was dramatic. Um, and then I worked there. I realized while I was there that alumni relations and development was not something that I really cared much about. And I did not feel I could make a difference in that role. And more than anything, making a difference was always very important to me. And I thought uh, long and hard about how I could leave an impact in this world. Mm. And I thought about acting. I worked with About Face Theater here in the city, going around to high schools, uh, doing performances around LGBTQ youth homelessness. Loved that work. Loved, loved being in high schools and seeing students make those connections around gender and sexual identity development. Decided I wanted to do that work in schools. Didn't know who did that work in schools. And I com- came to find that school counselors were well positioned to be that sort of life skill, identity development support in schools. So I was like, great. I'm going to get a master's in that. Um and then I did and okay. interned at the school I'm yeah. at and been there ever since. And like, that's amazing. How important, because <laughs> I'm trying to think, did you have a counselor in high school? Yeah. I did, but they were literally there to like help me like solidify they, my like class schedule mm-hmm. and make sure I had the credits. It wasn't they weren't like, very impactful, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I remember her, she, okay. So a senior year, she was very, like senior year, of course, she was very helped. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, exactly, yeah. Because you know, the college mm-hmm. and forms and all that stuff. But like, I don't really, rem- like, now I ain't gonna say remember her because I do remember her, but mm-hmm. like, I definitely don't think she was as, like, I was, 
mm, I don't want to say is active because mm-hmm. like she probably had other stuff she had to do I just mm-hmm. didn't see sure but like she definitely was like I didn't know until senior year like oh we have a high school counselor mm. Damn. like you know what I'm saying like <laughs> <laughs> that's real tea that's, that's, that's real tea. Tea. Same, though, yeah, like, yeah. so I was just mm-hmm. gonna ask you like I guess in your opinion mm-hmm. how important is the role of a high school counselor because I guess some people mm-hmm. be like Girl, who is that? The nurse? Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, you know, not the like, nurse. Mm-hmm. A shout out. There wasn't. Isn't this still Nurse Appreciation Week and Teacher Appreciation Week? Mm-hmm. Shout out to both you professions. Might be right. mm-hmm. um, I think it's incredibly important. I mean, I'm biased, obviously. I right. believe very much in the school counseling work, and I'm an ambassador for the profession right now. Um, but I think truly, the school counselor is as important as one makes it. I think there's a lot of potential use on having a counselor. Does everyone need a counselor? No. I think many people, when thinking about school counseling, reflect on the relationship they did or did not have with their own school counselor. And unless you had a particularly high level of need or already had some prior knowledge of what a counselor did and could do for you, you weren't about that. And I think that's not only about the counselors in a school environment getting in front of students and naming for them, this is what I do and this is how you can access me. But I think there are also a lot of cultural pieces around different communities feeling different ways around asking for help, ask you seeking that. help, um, and how they feel about social emotional learning and mental health awareness. That's so real. Yeah. That's another that's another question I wanted to ask you about specifically well, because what's the what's what's the population at at Jones, yeah. like what's the like in terms of like race and everything? Sure, 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 sure. So I I think it's important to understand Jones both racially and ethnically and socioeconomically. Mm-hmm. Um, about I'd say about what thirty percent of our student population identifies as Latinx. Um, we have very close to that around our white population. Then we drop a pretty dramatically down for about, I believe, 12, right now, 12, 13% of our population identifies as black mm-hmm. uh, with about, what, 7% of our population identifying as Asian. Okay. Um, so there's uh, some racial ethnic uh, diversity within the population. But then when it comes to socioeconomic, about 50% of our population uh, qualifies at the federal level for free or reduced lunch. Although within Chicago public schools, everybody get free lunch. Mm-hmm. But federally looking at like their actual um, home income, there's a pretty significant stratification there. Because mm. I was going to ask, like, and you, you being a high school counselor, because yeah. you're, you're involved. You're, you're, you're very a little, involved. Yeah, a little and, bit. I definitely see like, and I was, that's what I'm going to next to uh, you working with, you know, trying to showcase the LGBTQ students and everything. Do you get like, and like, I'm just, I'm speaking also like, you know, especially as you being like a black queer man and everything. Wait, hold up, hold up. I ain't gay. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yo, why does that sound so like familiar? Well, I feel like I've heard that. You get on my nerves. But like, do you get like, I guess, some, like, not back. What like some hesitancy from like parents when like mm-hmm. whether it's like you teaching them because like I like I know you said something. Mm-hmm. I also want to dive more mm-hmm. into you uh to you with you about sure. was the uh. Sex ed sure, thing. Sure, sure, sure. And um, so, like, do you ever get, like, parents who are like, well, my child, uh-uh, he don't need to be learning that. He First, need to be learning mm, how to ooh. count and not how to put on the condom. First off, can I just say, <laughs> before you go into this, sure. oh, my gosh, I went to a Catholic school, and I feel like our fucking sex health class was trash. Oh, I even oh remember. Girl. It's trash. Because, you know, they're all about abstinence. Right. And I feel oh. like we had What's this one. What's that? 
we had, you know, you just don't have sex at all. Oh. We don't do that. And, <laughs> Not and on it was my so watch. it was so unrealistic because like literally all the girls were doing it anyway. I went yeah. to like an all girls school, by the way, oh. um, Catholic school. Oh. Um, so we had this one day in class where like we could like anonymously ask questions. We like oh. wrote it mm-hmm. on a sheet of paper mm-hmm. and like put it in. I remember mm-hmm. I, I definitely okay. asked something gay and like all the questions were read except mine. And I was <gasps> like, shade. So it was. <laughs> But so it was definitely like a weird environment where it was like it just wasn't real and i feel like i was about to graduate and i knew girls who just didn't know so much about they still were so ignorant to sex and like so i do think it's important Mm -hmm. to have like people from different perspectives or different like you know even like sexualities to Mm -hmm. be able to teach that and provide a sense of openness so that people i don't know people feel more comfortable to you know ask certain questions or like talk about certain things and like absolutely it's fucking insane but yeah, i think in coming back to why i can i hope connect all three ideas coming back to first the idea of why counters are important i think a big part of my role is normalizing for students that it's okay to seek help and to need help or want help. It's okay to be a flawed human being still trying to figure you know, shit out. And it's appropriate to be able to name what's important to you and take steps to get it. And I think when we're talking about the holistic student development, their academic development, their personal social development, their post-secondary planning, et cetera, we have to show as adults in a school building and as counselors that there's help available to you if you are ready for it and not force anybody mm-hmm. to take that help, but let them know what their options are and then empower them to to really access the tools they need to get where they want to be. I think that's incredibly important. I wonder if like my school was even I sometimes I wonder if people don't um, outline those resources because they're not ready for what they're going to get. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think wonder. that's something I've, I've seen, especially around uh, c- comprehensive sexual health education. I know I've received pushback over the years from other adults within my school community saying, oh, we ain't going to talk about that. Or no, 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 no. Oh, they're too young. Or no, whoa, 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 whoa. But they could say anything and I'm not ready to hear. Da, 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 da. I think that that's all to the detriment of supporting students and meeting them where they are. If as a counselor, you were saying, I'm willing to support you in your holistic growth, then you have to be ready to support them in the different areas of their lives and different problems that may present. Because if they're not going to get that help and support from you, they're going to try to get it from somewhere else. And then and their peers teaching them sexual mm, health education ain't where it is. Yep, because I done learned a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't learn all my sex through porn and friends. Ain't that a shame? Yeah, that's, but that's, that's real. Yeah, that's like porn real. and friends. Right? I will say porn taught me because maybe I. Okay. And I think porn, but porn be playing games. Okay. Don't be caught out in these streets with that porn knowledge. Porn Mm. is not real life. It is not real life. You think you about to, you know, pinky that shit? Well, not pinky. Jesus. Y'all remember pinky. I remember pinky. Everybody remember pinky. What? Pinky! What's she at? <laughs> She's still out here? Now, I do have a question. Yes. So, I was reading one of your interviews. Not, um, not doing research on Lil' Oh, you know I was Yes. And I know you talked a lot about... I feel like when you're presented with questions about how you navigate as a counselor, I feel like you also present questions back. I feel like you're one of those type of people who you don't want to present a one-size-fits-all solution Mm -hmm. to the different problems that high schoolers or that the youth might have. You're always presenting fresh questions to make Mm -hmm. sure we're tackling things um, 
kind of more on an individualized basis. And I don't know, I feel like you have a really like good fresh perspective to what you do so working you make me cry uh, <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. no seriously so Don't working cry. so working at jones <laughs> was that an environment where that was kind of already there or mm-hmm. did you feel like you kind of came in and like mm-hmm. created that type of space um to where you were like focused on like providing like mm-hmm. that individualized mm-hmm. like attention and support because i know you were talking about programs yeah. and this yeah, and that yeah. you wanted just students to feel overall supported mm-hmm. um mentally mm-hmm. Um, emotionally, mm. of course, scholastically. Come on, scholastic. But I think, well, I really was lucky that I interned at Jones mm-hmm. and then I got a job at Jones and I was really lucky to work I'm at a team that at the time was predominantly black, predominantly cisgender female, Mm -hmm. uh, predominantly heterosexual. And those women loved me, affirmed me, believed in my potential um, and allowed me to grow and shine. And I think that was so integral uh, to my growth. I think there were so many uh, the the bar was set pretty high when I got there in terms of understanding what comprehensive school counseling could be and what it could look like. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that comes back to you know like the American School Counselor Association model for comprehensive uh, school counseling programs and supporting all students um, at an individual but also like systemic level. Um, that was there. I think what I got the opportunity to do was uh, play. Like I had uh, some very Uh, specific ideas for the type of work I want to do in schools. Mentorship is very important to me. Sexual health education is very important to me. Social emotional learning and social emotional wellness was very important to me. And my team said, okay, yeah. That's dope. Go do that. That's dope. Mm. Just for you to even like be fortunate to be in an environment where they did have that openness Mm -hmm. and that willingness to like explore. Um, Because people people don't have that and that's unfortunate. Because I was going to say, because you know, I've been reading too. Yes, come on, reading. You know, bitch, you know. (laughs) It's fundamental. And of course, you like, one thing I like that you was talking about, like, you, of course you cared about, like, the students, you know, Mm -hmm. education, but, like, you keep mentioning, like, holistically and, like, their social and emotional, like, Mm -hmm. just uh, wellness. And I think, because that's one of the things with the organization I'm working with, Mm -hmm. with Michelle, we trying to make kids aware, like, yo, like, you have feelings. You Mm -hmm. have to cater to these feelings. You Mm -hmm. have to talk about them with people you mm-hmm. have to discover them and it's gonna be scary because you little and it's a lot of shit going on mm-hmm. at one time because right. high school is a lot it is but you know like i'm it's good to know that like you are creating programs to 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 help kids with that and then specifically adding another top mm-hmm. layer on top of that you working with lgbt kids mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like that's something like i'm really glad you are doing and i would mm-hmm. love for you to talk more about that because like mm-hmm. Say what you want, they hear. Mm-hmm. They they are in these schools, yeah. you know, um, yeah. hiding mm-hmm. for the dear life for themselves. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, I just, I'm glad you are showing and creating groups, creating environments mm-hmm. to make these these people feel welcome. You know yeah, because it, it feels like we're in, an, in a very open space mm-hmm. in 2019 because, you know, things are a lot more open than they were before, but mm-hmm. there are still people who are afraid or just ignorant or mm-hmm. come from certain backgrounds where they don't they don't feel comfortable like mm-hmm. living in their truth so mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think a lot of that i am a black cisgender gay man i grew up in indianapolis indiana and in the public in the township school system it's still considered public and uh it was hard and i did not feel affirmed and validated often i did not have that school counselor that was like 
you know what, I believe in you and like, let me help you learn and understand that you are worthwhile and have value. I didn't have that. Um, some of my peers were about that. A lot of my peers weren't. Um, and I knew moving into education, that's the type of difference I wanted to make. I wanted to uh, be the change. I wish to see in the world. I wanted to model that and be about that life. I'm going to talk about it being important. I need to get out there and do it, right? Yeah. Um, and in my environment, I think for me, it's been really powerful to empower LGBTQA plus youth um, from a variety of different backgrounds to really invest in their wellness. Uh, you know, LGBTQA plus youth are at a higher, like a more it's more likely that they will experience depression, anxiety, a host of mental health issues, suicidal ideations of harm, et cetera. And knowing that uh, it's mutually beneficial as a counselor, these are the type of issues that I support in a school environment anyway, um, but making sure that students have access to the tools, the resources, the coping skills, um, and the uh, social emotional support is so incredibly important. And showing them through modeling through my own experience like hey you can do this like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to look any specific way but there is a future that is possible for you um, and you get to decide what that is and no one has to make that decision for you just know that you are worth love and support and i think who doesn't need that message but especially populations marginalized populations that have been told for a variety of reasons that they're not worth it that they're not they're, they don't have value and that's such a shame that really upsets me. So mm -hmm. I try to, I try like, I try to be about that life. If this is something that I value and I think is important at a systemic level, then I need to be doing that work. And then like, how was that like, I mean, well you did, I think you may have mentioned this earlier when Dana asked you that question, but how was it creating that specific yeah. group? Yeah. Like, uh, like, cre cause like, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like, you know, with the sex ed, you probably got pushed back yeah. But like not crazy, but like well, did you? Oh, oh, it was bad. Like, well, I mean, well, did you get like pushback from like trying to do like the LGBT uh, group at school? So or, like, there, there was a group that existed when I arrived at the school, oh. and the person that uh, sponsored that group was retiring as I arrived. Mm -hmm. um, and it was <laughs> it was low key petty that this person <laughs> when I got a when I got I uh, shadowed this person while I was an intern, and then when I got a, an official job, uh, this person sort of stood up. Uh, in a staff meeting and said, all right, staff, um, now Brian will be taking over the club. And I was like, word? Oh, oh, she came, oh, she came that way. <laughs> um, but I never, and I think one of the most powerful things that a student said to me early on was, because um, it was a GSA, a Gay Straight Alliance, and the student came to me, one of the student leaders said to me, well, Mr. Coleman, I don't identify as gay or straight, yet I'm still a marginalized gender and sexual identity. Is this a club for me? And I was like, damn. You, you got me. And it showed my own bias as a gay man. It's like, that's not something that I would have thought of because one of my identities is affirmed in a GSA model. Mm -hmm. um, so I worked with the, the students, the student leadership to really rebrand the club as a space for all gender and sexual identity minorities, minorities and their allies. This like that ideas of gender and sexuality is something that we all can talk about because it's not just the marginalized gender and sexual identities who have gender and sexual identities. One of the greatest ways to see the importance of comprehensive sexual health education is to make it something that matters to everyone because we all have a relationship in some capacity with gender. We all have a relationship in some capacity with sexual identity. We are all making choices and decisions uh, in relation to these ideas on a regular basis when I give everyone the tools to understand that. And when it came to pushback, I mean, you know, uh, 
there's been a movement in the last what five or six years around um, uh, gender neutral bathroom spaces in schools. Like uh, CPS has been leading the way uh, nationwide around creating gender neutral bathroom spaces and giving schools policy and protocol to support uh, gender nonconforming and transgender students. And so that's work that I did in the school. There was pushback um, from the uh, some of the members of the parent guardian population, some members from the school uh, community. And I what I've always done. Oh, it, it was it was it, it can be a lot. And I know like PJ, you asked earlier, like, how do you handle that pushback? I think at the end of the day, instead of it being about what Mr. Coleman wants, what Brian wants for the students, giving students the platform to share what they want and they mm. need. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that is really good at de-escalating parents and guardians. It's been really good at de-escalating uh, teachers and administrators because at the end of the day, you are in it for the kids and you yep. want to do mm. what the kids uh, feel they need and what they want. And that's given me a lot of leverage. Very good point. Yeah. Well, it's fine. That's, oh, wow. I didn't, that's just so interesting because like shit I wish we had shit like that in high I mean I went to a, 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 a private arts high school so it was like if somebody was gay it was like okay what else is new like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying but it still wasn't like one of those things where it's like it was like a community True. you know what I'm saying where it's like you could definitely tell there was the dance gays and then mm-hmm. there was the theater gays and then wow. I was like we're all you know I don't give a fuck like <laughs> I don't care um, and it's also funny, like, going to an all-girls Catholic school because there were so many, like, girls who liked other girls, but it was, like, one of those unspoken things. Yeah. Like, so there definitely wasn't a community there. Mm-hmm. Although, and, and I never felt judgment. Same-sex schools, like, I feel like they are the devil sometimes. Why? What that mean? Because I what just be feeling mean? like... <laughs> I just don't... Same-sex schools, it's, I just be feeling like... I feel like you gotta, I think I'd be like, you gotta learn how to interact with like people who don't always, and I, granted, all them girls did not identify as you, but like, I felt like y'all, you know me, I like people who like are totally different, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It was like, granted, it's only like the whole women thing that's not, that's not that's like a big deal or mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. but like. I don't, like, I want to learn how to, like, if I'm a boy, if I'm a cishet woman, I'm like, oh, I want to learn how to interact with the girls and, like, That's true, but you know? we definitely had those moments that, like, football games, like, think about it, like, we were an all-girls school, but we mm-hmm. were also close to another all-boys school, so What's there was cool? a lot of, like, St. Rita. Saint well, I went Rita. to Maria High School, which is now, like, closed, and mm-hmm. it's a, a, like, a K through 12 school now, oh. so it's, like, and co-ed so it's like a different it's like a charter school now mm-hmm. and then saint rita was close to us so there was still like a lot of intermingling and socializing like, yeah socialization well you Ooh. know we went to all the little football games and was you know up in there Ooh. so i just be like uh-uh. well Why? i feel like in those spaces I, I mean i think and it might be a little bit of my own sort of male privilege but mm-hmm. i think about like the reality that spaces where young uh, female-bodied or female-identified individuals can feel safe, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a mixed uh, gender environment. I think that can be very, very tough. That's mm, that's such a good point. It did feel so safe, so sisterly. I feel like really? my learning experience. I ain't gonna was, lie, cause I, you know, girls, y'all mean. I know that but is my, a stereotype. That my, is a stereotype. Yeah, my school cultivated. Yeah, my school was sure to cultivate an environment where it was like girls work together, girls that's stand good. together, mm-hmm. to where like I really feel like. I think I told you this before. I feel like my high school 
almost made me like a good person in a wow. way because they just shoved that in us like mm -hmm. the helping others mm -hmm. of this and that they're like they were genuinely all about that and uh, some girls didn't take that message but a lot of us did so um what the girls do who didn't take the, what they was doing they was ratchet and got kicked <laughs> right. they got they got kicked out at some point and not right. there, there's anything wrong with being bitches yeah right. but <laughs> i said that to say like it was very interesting being in a school where there was there were so many like queer girls or just girls like experimenting with their sexuality and they're not being a community mm -hmm. but the funny thing is there also never seemed to be any like crackdown by like uh school employees they and knew staff the tea. Too, which is they very interesting it's like almost like they knew mm -hmm. and they were they just let us be us mm -hmm. which i think is cool because mm -hmm. you don't always expect that from like a, a catholic school no so i don't know how other schools were but we had girls up in there like you knew they was like you knew they identified as like a little stud. They were sagging their little school pants. I think, like. I think probably because I'm thinking about <laughs> it, like, oh, I don't know if I would have survived at all. Probably also because of my complex with heterosexual men. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I'd be thinking like, oh, all male school. Because like, you know. And you know, you already know it's different for girls and guys anyway, unfortunately. Because so like, like, like you, when you talk about like y'all knew certain girls was like, you know, lesbians or whatever. I'm pretty sure y'all didn't treat them bitches no different. Like, not really, just like, honestly. What's my bitch? Honestly, like, no, not really. I just see that in the male school going totally different. I can see that. Like, totally yeah. different. That's also me assuming because I've never been in all male school. Yeah. I know it definitely uh, depends on, it depends. like... It depends, it depends on a lot of factors. I know I was just fortunate to where it oh, so wasn't so bad. One. It wasn't too bad at my school. I mean, like, I think a lot about that idea of... I almost went to an all-boys college. I was mm -hmm. thinking about going to Wabash because mm -hmm. I'm from Indiana. Mm -hmm. And I also realized, by the, I mean, I came out when I was, what, 14, so I knew what I liked. I'm like, well, shit, that ain't nothing but a bunch of men <laughs> up in there. <laughs> I mean, but I think what would have been <laughs> beneficial for me in my own uh, development of a strong self-concept around my own gender identity and how it relates to my sexual identity is having exposure to a lot of different ways to be a man. Right. I think I think in those spaces, like mm -hmm. uh, gender really becomes complicated because you see so many different gender performances. And then the idea of there being different ways to be a quote unquote man uh, I think that would have been very empowering for me. But I also can absolutely agree that I've been horrified, especially as a young, little, insecure gay man being in a predominantly male space. I still get freaked out in predominantly male spaces like LGBTQ or otherwise, because I think maleness and masculinity can be so toxic and so aggressive. I, I was so talking about crazy some, how different somebody. it is. Yeah, I was talking about that with somebody like how like going to the barbershop. Hmm. That's the struggle. Yeah. That's the struggle. That's insane. That's why I have an afro now. Seriously. It's cute though. Thank and you. On some real <laughs> shit, it'd be like one of those things I'm like, I literally have to be like, PJ, dude. Because like, I know every, I'll be just hearing shit. I don't care. Like, I'm like, uh, and like, I hate to sound bougie, but I'm like, oh, you niggas are dumb. Like, it's just like, it's certain days, like for real, Brian, I literally be like, I don't feel like going to the no. shop on mm -mm. a Saturday because I know everybody's going to be in mm -hmm. there and I just don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with the toxic masculinity. No. Like I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. No. Like I remember one time I walked in and this one nigga just, just, just quoting like Bible scripture. I'm like, oh, I Here just we want go. my hair cut. <laughs> I just want to line up. I just wanted to line up. I just up. want my hair cut. He's talking about Epipsicles like 22 and 29. Not Epipsicles. Not Epipsicles. 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 
church. Yo, you make Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Esther, Job. Oh, we take it back. Oh, you have to say, I know my book. I yeah, know my, that's the old Because you was making up some shit at first. Yeah, I think. You know, it's been a while. A Episcopal. Sister Mary Clarence taught Wait, me. Is that that's how I know. No, yes. that's oh. the word when they be like, oh, like it's been Mount, a while. When they be like Mount Salem's Episcopal. A pip school, nah. whatever. You funny but no, yeah, like going to the barbershop, like it's mm-hmm. draining because I'm just like, okay, let me just sit here and like not do anything because I don't want nobody to look at me. I don't, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but it's that intersectionality. And I think a lot about like how does not only gender identity, but sexual identity, but then when you throw in race and you throw in yeah. socioeconomic status, I mean, that's status. Don't nobody say status, status. <laughs> I just think that's so, <gasps> it gets. So complicated. That's like one of them words. Yeah, we were talking. What, what was the other word? Bitch, what was the caramel <laughs> and caramel? Okay. But it was another word I brought up too. Cookie and cookie. You sounded stupid. Cookie. <laughs> cookie. <laughs> that was a read. That was a read. She even a- was like, cookie no, it and was cookie. And I was like, it was chiclet. Wait, how do you say the gum? Is it called chiclet or chiclet? I've always said chiclet. Right. That's what I was telling. Okay. What are you saying? Chiclet? Chiclet. She, my friend, told me it was chiclet. Is she bougie? Google this gum. <laughs> chiclet. No, we we already said it was chiclet. I think it's, it's chiclet. You know, it's we chiclet. ain't even gonna get into this. See, but... we, see, oh we brought God. it back around. But yeah, oh, okay, but I was about saying? to go on some intersectionality tea. Right? We're talking about chiclets. Got... Go no. ahead. But we... I think that's I think that's such a a, a very uh, complicated idea. I think that not, and this is something that I deal with my students all the time. It's like, all right, great, we have this, uh, we're helping support your gender and sexual identity development, but that's already complicated by your socioeconomic status and your race. And developing a club that has a strong diversity, not only across the LGBTQA plus spectrum, but a strong racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic uh, diversity is so important because what it means for me to be a black gay man and what it would potentially mean to, to be a black a gay woman or a black pansexual pen individual, there are all these different ways of experiencing and we often take for granted that there is that difference. We're so thirsty for community and for uh, sameness that we miss the parts that are actually different and mm-hmm. those are some of the most beautiful parts so how do we really embrace those different perspectives and let different people come to the table they can say yeah that's very cute for you as a young wealthy uh, white gay person to say however there are different ways of experiencing that and making sure that students can come together and people can come together and say oh shit i didn't think of it that way it's so it's literally so crazy that you said that because as i was talking about my experience in high school i also was like well i'm not a more masculine presenting queer woman so i actually don't know how their experiences were so it was funny Mm because i wanted to put that disclaimer out because i just sounded so like oh it was great Mm -hmm. like you know but you know i can only speak for myself i always have to be like well i'm not a black trans man like Mm -hmm. i I have privilege over somebody even though yeah and even as a black gay man my experience may not connect to the experience of any other black gay. i can't assume That sure. especially when working with young people, I'm like, great, I came out shit in 2000, what, 2001, mm-hmm. right? What it means to be a young gender sexual identity minority uh, in 2019, I can't, I can't connect to that in the same way. Mm-hmm. I can talk to you about developmental processes. I can talk to you about tools and resources. But what your experience is, is your experience. Mm-hmm. Now can I affirm you and support you in whatever your journey is going to be? Yeah. That's so incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Wow. I and believe I the children like... are future. And I was going to say, how tough is that, like, 
Because in a sense, as you're doing that, teach them all that, you teach them about intersectionality. Like, Absolutely. Learning like, you are a black man. Mm-hmm. You are a black gay man. Mm-hmm. You are a black cis gay man. Mm-hmm. You also are a black cis gay man from... I'm just throwing stuff out there. A low income area. Mm-hmm. You also a this black gay man from a low income area who also, you know, has all this other stuff. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. I guess how does how is that with? Because I think as kids, like you don't really see all that mm-hmm. and how it like plays into sure. like your development. Sure. So like how is that like kind of mm-hmm. like opening their eyes to that? Yeah, I think. I mean, well, different kids see different things based on their history and experiences right um i think it that's why i do it that's why i got into this work um like when students will come up to me from a variety of different backgrounds saying you know what mr coleman knowing that you exist here let me know that there was somebody here that i could talk to there was somebody that would understand what i'm going through and be able to help me that that's the shit that like ah. Uh, that's gonna make me sensitive. It is. It, it makes I'm me good. sensitive on the right. That's part of why I cried cried twice today. I'm also just kind of emotional. That's just kind of me my teeth. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's like just knowing that's being a voice and a face is so important. I mean, everyone sort of goes back and forth about like it's important to be out um, as an LGBTQ person in schools, etc. I mean, for me, based on what I do and why I do what I do, it's so incredibly important to be out because I want students to feel that there's some safety and accountability and support. And I can't mm-hmm. do that when they don't know that I exist. Yeah. So you got to be out there in these streets letting them know. That's true. It's powerful. It's very powerful to be able to make that difference. And when it comes to I mean, there's a variety of different students in the club that I support. So often you'll hear me say, well, mm, I hear that's your experience, though. But it, it may, can you reframe that language in a way that doesn't sound like a generalization? Because mm-hmm. your experience does not necessarily match the experience of anybody else or any of your peers here in the room. Can we actually hear some different perspectives on how we all feel about uh gender nonconforming, transgender representation in the media. Can we all sort of share out what, okay, great. Um, a few people are upset um, that Ariana Grande had uh, what p- appeared to be a male-bodied individual wearing a, a dress and a wig. Um, and some of our gender nonconforming and transgender students uh, have taken issue to that. Okay, do we all feel that way? Yes, and just allowing people to realize you don't have to feel one way about anything and that based on our identities and our experiences, our history, we all have something different uh, to bring to the table when it comes to our, our conversation and speaking from your truth and your experience is the most important thing you can do. You know your shit better than anybody else does. That's Period. real. Like, Period. Yeah, right. <laughs> Period, bitch. Period. Okay, I got another question. Oh, yeah, so with you being, with you having the titles that you have and being like recognized nationally for the work that you do, do you ever feel like any pressure to be a certain way or mm-hmm. anything like that? Or do you feel very like confident and like, I just want to know how you feel <laughs> because you, again, from getting that recognition, yeah. when the bitch found he won like, the award, <laughs> he did a fucking flip. Yeah, I, I did. Wait, you do like a hundred, a hundred cartwheels, right? Was, like, was oh, that yeah, it? I'm a, I'm a cartwheel. You did a one-handed cartwheel. With roses in my other hand. Okay, you didn't want to drop the roses. I, okay. I just want to know because yeah. I can imagine like having mm-hmm. that recognition could almost mm-hmm. make you, I don't know. I, I feel don't know. like you own the, like now you got to act 
Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm just curious mm-hmm. as to how yeah. that feels. Uh, to be honest, it, it really depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it came back, you know, to what we were talking about earlier, what PJ said around like uh, being that bitch. Like some days, I absolutely, in some moments of the day, I feel like that bitch. I feel like, yes, I am confident. I know what I do. I know why what I do matters. I know why uh, I have been recognized in this way. And I feel like I can, I can speak from a real place of confidence. Um, and there are times of the day where I'm just like, damn, this is so much to represent my own personal brand, to represent my professional brand, to even have to think in terms of my brand and how what I say and how I say and where I go and Mm -hmm. what I do and how that could be misconstrued or seen. Mm -hmm. And that level of self-scrutiny can be uh, debilitating at times. Um, I talk about in schools imposter syndrome, this idea that um, do we feel that we are good enough? Mm -hmm. Uh And I work with a lot of students that like, you know, being in a competitive school environment, a high performing academic environment um, that think, well, I don't deserve what I get and I'm not worth uh, the accolades that I receive. And sometimes I feel that way too, because I work hard because part of working hard and showing my worth is through my success. I feel like my, my value is often associated with what I can do. I work hard because it's important to me, but I also want people to know that I'm capable, that I have the potential to do great things. Um, And that's on the flip side, what sort of screws me up when it's like, damn, okay, now that I have this platform, now I have to show that I'm worth having the platform that I have. When in truth, that's what got me the platform in the first place. That's it. That's it. You already earned it. I already earned it, right? And I, I do have to sometimes, literally, today being one of those days, remind myself that I've already earned it. Um, and that the most important thing I can do in this moment is speak my truth, speak my truth, speak mm-hmm. from an honest, authentic place. Say that some days, yeah, this sucks. This fucking sucks. And some days it's incredible. And depending on the day, I feel different ways and I can give you different truths. And I think that's just an important part of being recognized in this way. I did not expect when this whole process started that I would become the National School Counselor of the Year, that I would get flewed out to meet Michelle Obama Flued and shit out. like that. Like, flewed out. Flewed out. <laughs> I said it. I did not so expect cool. that that would be so like, cool. oh, I'm like doing uh, interviews and uh, doing podcasts and being now recognized as a distinguished alum at like my grad school at DePaul and doing all these different things. It's like, wow. I'm getting emotional for you. Like, it ain't even (laughs) me. And it's just like, that must, that just must feel so amazing. Literally, like, to be, literally being the change you want to see. Literally, like, (gasps) like, you know. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. Like, literally, like, you're literally, you're not talking it. You're literally (laughs) doing it. Like, you're creating. You know, you're changing, you're helping, you're, I don't know. I'm like getting like emotional. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool to hear about. It's a, it's a really surreal moment of impact for me. It's like, damn, I, I, I did not dream big enough in truth. I did not know that this could happen to a real person. I'm a regular person. I'm an everyday person. I do my job. I love my job. And I try to make a difference whenever I can. Great. And then this just blew up at a level where I'm just like, damn, I have the opportunity to really impact. I don't know when this this will happen again in my life. I don't know if I will continue to have this level of influence. But while I have it, it's just to stay to stay true to what's me. I want to make a difference. I believe in the work and the work speaks for itself. And I sometimes have to remind myself of that because it's not always easy. It's not always yeah. easy to believe that it's just about your truth and your work. But 
damn, when you can find those moments, especially in front of a microphone where it's like, okay, yep, I'm that bitch. Now I'm gonna let them know why. Mm -hmm. That can be really exhilarating and empowering. But what's more empowering is when people can say, I saw where you said this, or I read this about you, and this is what it led me to do or think or feel. And that is the shit that like, oh, that's another world, that's an otherworldly feeling. Like, damn, I've really, I've really impacted somebody's life. I, I really made a difference. Well, shit. Yeah, it's weird. It's beautiful and incredible and horrifying, um, but wonderful. And I wouldn't change it. Y'all, I had a little tear come down my face. For real, for real. She's um, so emotional. No, I just love that. So basically, last year was your Cardi B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's we it. only going up from here too. Right. Come on. Right. Where my Nikki at? Let me take that bitch out now. Right. Let's just like, right. On Come site on. means on site. Let's let's do okay. this. Come on, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> no. Um, I was gonna add podcast out there. Brian is our counselor each week, so we get a free counseling and then we get paid. <laughs> With a free counseling. James, you're doing a whole lot on the whiteboard. James is doing <laughs> so much. This a paragraph. What James That's talking about? That's a good about? podcast what right pa- mm-hmm. James going to be our, uh, I mean. Brian can't see it. No, oh shit. I'm not supposed to see it. Okay. Oh, okay. See so y'all. He, he are, he's our on-call counselor each week. Hashtag ask a counselor. Going to help us out. Ooh, I ain't that feel should like, be a Y'all, thing. I ain't feel like reading all that, so. Um, <laughs> Bitch. I'm <laughs> 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 I'm emotional. I'm emotional. Dana's going through it. I'm in my feelings. I'm in my feelings. So we get free counseling and eventually get paid for the free. Yes. Yes. I will absolutely support. It seemed like a lot of words, even though it wasn't. um... I'm dead. Um, I was going to say, say, you mentioned earlier, um, and this is one of my last questions. You mentioned earlier, well, one of them, not all of them. See, okay, stunt queen. Um, <laughs> you mentioned um, mentorship, yeah, and I just mm-hmm. wanted you to talk about how like important mentorship mm. is. Now, if you can go into this, yep. each layer in depth, I would. Yeah, first, how important mentorship is to youth in general. Yes. Oh, damn! I need a notepad. Okay. How important youth is? I mean, how important mentorship is to Black youth? Yes. And then, how important mentorship is to queer, mm-hmm. queer youth of color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. Wow. Okay. I think uh, at the macro level, mentorship has so much potential at any stage of life. I think it's very important for adults to have mentors. I have a mentor that I see every month, um, a professional mentor that's very important to me. I think mentorship and the way it's structured in my school environment is that all of our freshman students uh, come into school having an upperclassman that will work with them uh, throughout freshman year. That's how it's structured. And we do uh, summer work before freshman year where you meet your mentor and you go through two weeks of like a freshman orientation with your mentor and your peers, et cetera. And then uh, the expectation that the mentor will have some meaningful contact with you at least uh, once every two weeks throughout the school year um, through like spring break of your freshman year. And then we do like scaffolded events, four to five events during the school year where we bring all of the mentors together, all of the mentees together um, to talk about what they're doing. And it's about every mentor, every junior or senior mentor has about like five to eight mentees they work with um, throughout the year. So that's how it's structured. Um, And I've always thought that it's very important. uh, I think the idea of modeling to model effective behavior and strategies. I know as an adult um, that my students listen to some of the shit that I say. 
and they skip out on a lot of the shit that I say. And that's okay. That's what I have come to expect in the same way that they would treat uh, their parents or guardians. They're at a developmental stage where their peers and what their peers have to say, what their peers are doing matters more potentially um, than what I have to offer. Mm -hmm. So how can I empower their slightly older peers um, with the knowledge, the tools that I would also be talking about in a way that's meaningful to hear, meaningful and authentic to hear from a peer. Mm -hmm. And I think especially with young black youth or with young LGBTQ youth, I think it's a similar idea of especially being in environments where you feel marginalized or othered. And that that has a lot to do with the type of school that you're in. Um, if it's gender specific, uh, there are a lot of schools. I mean, Chicago is segregated as fuck. Yeah. So a lot of schools are homogenous. You go to school with people who look like you, all right? Coming into an environment like the school that I'm at that's relatively diverse, it can be very difficult and that those ideas and issues and concerns around marginalization come back to you if you may not have experienced them before. So then how do you learn to not only um, name and identify your experience of marginalization, um, but how do you learn to... Uh, collaborate and communicate not only with upperclassmen but with students who are have already been in this environment who can give you a sense give you advice on how to navigate a complex school environment schools are organic systems they're complicated right um and depending on where you come from and what tools your family does or does not have what resources your family may or may not have you may not get it or understand how to play that game all right it, is, it can be a game don't even get me started on the varsity blue scandal that's a whole nother level of shit but either way i think it's very um, important that students have someone older um in the school environment to say hey I may not know your experience, I may not know your truth, your struggle, your story, but I can help and support you. How often in pop culture are students led to believe when you go to high school, upperclassmen are going to treat you like shit, right? They're going to bully you, they're going to ha harass okay. you. And then for young black youth, young LGBTQ youth, young uh, black LGBTQ youth, et cetera, coming into an environment where you're already like, damn, they're going to marginalize me because I'm young. And also I have these identities where I've come to expect I'm going to be marginalized. Well, what supports exist for me? Having upperclassmen day one say, hey, I'm here for you. I support you. How can I help you? I'm going to be checking in on you. I think that's extremely powerful. It goes a long yeah. way to that larger theme of affirmation and validation, letting people know day one, you matter, you have value, period. That's True. so great. True. Very important. Well, that was my last question. Yeah, I think, I think that's all the questions I have too. I feel like you're you're starting good work, and hopefully, those sentiments that they're learning now carry, they carry that with them, you know, as they get older and you know start their careers. Because I feel like that's even like that for adults. You go into a new workspace, you feel like, you know, these people are going to be hardcore. Maybe it's not going to be a lot of I can ask for help because mm -hmm. I'm going to feel intimidated because they're going to know everything and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So just setting them off with that mindset of like togetherness and like um, validating what others can bring to the table. I think that's great. I also hope you get the opportunity to spread more of this mm -hmm. <laughs> at more schools because mm -hmm. like I'm glad like you there where you at now. But like, you know, there's some schools out here they need. They need your help. They need people like, <laughs> no, like dead ass. No, like, and I'm going to these schools. It's real. Like, it's real. They need your help. Like, because there are certain schools, like, I couldn't even fathom them having an LGBTQ, like, uh, uh, IA alliance. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. certain schools, like, I could, if they said that, I'd be like, who I'm going to pray for them kids. Like, mm -hmm. dead ass. Like, mm -hmm. I think about shit like that. So, mm -hmm. I just hope it gets, you know, just, just spread the, the, 
spread the wealth. The wealth. That's all I can. Well, y'all are a part of it. I think. I think it's. I mean, I think it's about. No, kids don't like me. Okay, see that's that might be your own projection, do right? Like I don't me. believe that. I don't believe I think, that. I think, Little kids like me, them older ones. Oh, they know because I don't play. No, well, I also real, think you kind of get I, off I, on that idea. Mm-hmm. You kind of get off on that idea that I, I don't so. play. We can unpack that at a separate time. <laughs> I think the no, impo- it's just like uh-uh, because uh-uh. my thing is that they think they, you know, what your mama say, you're smelling yourself. If you start smelling yourself, you're going to try to smell me and I'm a stank, okay? My mama never never said that shit to me. No, I added that little last part. (laughs) Okay. I I think a big piece of paying it and spreading the wealth is paying it forward. I think we all have a potential part to play in supporting our youth and supporting each Mm -hmm. other and supporting marginalized identities. And it's about if this is important to you, if that's something that you value, find a way to make a difference. Find Mm -hmm. a way to make an impact that's authentic to you. And that, I mean, I think that's it. That's my, that's my message. Like, hey, I can't be everywhere all the time doing this shit. So True. ideally I can inspire and empower and give others tools and resources to do that themselves. Because exactly. we all doing this together for real. Period. Period. Those last, those are your last notes? <laughs> yeah. Those were good last notes. I'm <laughs> just were. making sure. Yeah. No, that's so true. Okay. Well, introduce the top five, B. Top five. All right. So... Um, thank you again, Brian, for like, you just spoke so much like Aww. amazingness. Like, I can't wait to listen to this back and like rehear <laughs> everything you had to say and like show people like, listen to him. He's smart. <laughs> I hope you cry again. <laughs> uh, I probably will. Probably will. No. So our top five was actually inspired by uh, one of my. Echo. No, not actually. But, oh, no? you know. I thought it was about her. No. Um, it was by one of my best friends who's still kind of um, dealing with heartbreak and just, like, the loss of her lover. And I don't know. It's very sad to watch someone go through because I've been there and I feel like I relate so much to, like, just the emotion she's going through. And I just want to help anyone who might be going through a breakup right now. So our top five is going to be ways to get over breakup, a breakup or heartbreak. Um, I was about to say something and I literally forgot. But yeah, you want me to go first? You that's up to you, baby. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Um, wow, and I just realized I only have like four. <laughs> you know what? You want me to go first? It's cool. No, no, we're gonna go with these four. Okay. You didn't follow rules. I know. You're so right. <laughs> you're so right. No, I'm just Mark. Would you go ahead? Um. Okay. So, number four. <laughs> right? <laughs> so petty. Fucked up. <laughs> Fucked up already and shit. Damn, Dana. Um. So, spend more time with people who make you laugh. Or that all that you always have fun with. So obviously that's important because you're gonna be like all in your feelings and sad and shit. So sometimes like no lie, that's one of my favorite parts to play in a friendship. When my friends be breaking up, I'd be like, "Bitch, come on, come over. Let me, let me, let me, I let can't, me make you laugh, bitch. I can't even. No, that's real. Like I don't know what I would have done without like even like this friend right now that I that I'm kind of referencing. She was there for me when I was going through this like 
breakup that had me like torn up a, a few years ago. So it was like now, of course, I have to pay it for it or I have to like give her that same love and attention and advice or ear, whatever she needs, because, you know, she was there for me and she was there to like boost my spirits and mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like obviously sometimes you need that external help to uplift you sometimes when you're just so low and you're just so deep in your thoughts. So hang out with those funny ass people. If you got a PJ, call PJ, you know. Aww. We all need a PJ in our life. And I'm the friend, like, all right, bitch, you wanna go egg his car? Bitch, I will egg his Ooh, fucking car. He's trying to get you to go to jail. My <laughs> friend, we egg her friend car, her ex car for the longest, but we never did. Aww. She was she called me like, hey, what you doing tonight? I was like, nothing. She was like, we about to go egg this bitch car. I'm like, that's, that's whatever. Better, come on. I mean, that's better than slashing tires. Even slashing tires oh, might do that too. have more of an effect because that money you gotta pay to get that replaced yeah. um, but you know what or cut off the antenna well don't nobody get antennas now. <laughs> okay. how no, old don't give me the line how I don't know you? I don't <laughs> even know like, don't nobody got antennas no more wait <laughs> alright so number three cry and allow yourself that time to be sad. Wow. I think that's important. I think a lot, you know me, I'm a sensitive my, ass bitch. Wow, my, my so, top five is terrible. So, but I do feel like <laughs> you need that time to really feel the depths of your emotions. Some people just want to gloss over it. They want to try to move on. And then you still have these like reoccurring like feelings of sadness or blah, 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 blah. Because you didn't really, you didn't really allow yourself that proper healing time because you didn't even let yourself feel the emotions you truly felt. You're just like suppressing everything, which is going to come out a whole other fucking way. That's probably not going to be good. Preach. So like you're going to be sad and it takes a lot of time. Sometimes so deep in my feelings. <laughs> come on, man. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of time. It depends on the person, you know, but you just got to really allow yourself that time to feel what you feel and not like brush it off. and feel like you have to be happy and fucking perky the next week after you're dealing with like heartbreak. Um, number two, whenever you miss that person, reflect on why things didn't work and drill that shit in your head. This is my problem. Like mm. when I like break up with somebody, I'm thinking about all the good times. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I need them because. But he only I, left me on the side of the road <laughs> that one time. Literally, like I think <laughs> of all the good times and the things I miss and the things I love about that person without like thinking about, OK, it didn't work for a reason. Why? And the more I think about that, the easier it is for me to cope with the end so you definitely have to keep that in your, in your mind because that's also going to help you when you move on and look for like what you what what suits you better in a partner wow. and then number one realign your personal goals and put those plans into action i feel like sometimes you know when you're like dealing with a breakup you could kind of lose a sense of self because sometimes like some so for some of us our identities do become like wrapped up in who we're dating and you know once you're alone things change because you're not your your path is different because you're 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 in this one mindset where you're moving forward with this person beside you and then things change and it's you by yourself and blah 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 and i feel like when it gets to that point sometimes you really do have to think about what you want what you need what you want to do in life and like the more you focus on working toward that the more you'll be distracted a little bit from like fucking dwelling over like your loss of that other person. Um, so yeah, that's my top four. That's powerful. <laughs> I'm dead. Powerful. All right. Well, full disclaimer before I start my top five. <laughs> <laughs> 
First of all, I ain't been in a relationship since hell, King Dad. <laughs> so like, I truly don't. Like, these is literally what I would do now. Second, I ain't never had heartbreak because I ain't never gave my heart to none of these niggas. Lucky period. you. Like, lucky you know what I'm you. saying? Not even lucky because, like, you know, I truly like. Do I? But do I want to experience heartbreak? No. We're gonna no. Do, that's a future unpacking. Ooh. No. You know it's gonna build. Shut your ass It's up. gonna build. Character. I already know. It's already been unpacked. Ooh. <laughs> that box out real locked to me. It's out real locked. It's already been unpacked. Mm. I just gotta repack it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So my top number five. I mean my top five. My five. They. I don't even know what I was thinking about when I. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, so I wrote number five. Delete all of them from our social medias. Ooh, that's a good one. Me personally, when I don't fuck with you, I don't want to see you in any capacity. Absolutely. That's not me holding a grudge. This is me being like completely done that's with you. Real. That's so real. So like, and people be like, oh, that's Patty. No, I don't want to see, I don't want to see your post popping up. I don't want to mm-hmm. see anything. And I know people be like, social media don't look too much into that, da, 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 da. but I'm like, if if I'm gonna rid myself of you, I Absolutely. cannot just scroll that and be like, "That is oh. real." My Practical. ex is blocked right now because I just Ooh, couldn't deal blocked, with it. But like, I unfollow. Oh, no, I know. She I believe in a block. Yeah, because like sometimes shit be coming up where they still yeah. like in it, and I'm like, "Yo, I I I can't. Yeah. I can't see you right now." No. Delete all social media. It's like, cause blocked your friends. Absolutely. Like I don't want to see you in they shit. Everybody For has real, to go like, and watch. That's because I think that's one of the reasons why people don't get over like whoever they was mm-hmm. with because they'll be like I'm over him oh girl he just posted a cute literally picture. that's like, how it be then that's thing you know you, what you're doing me you know? as fuck right this is literally me <laughs> like <laughs> that's why hey, I've been there too you know um number four I said create a playlist put you oh, some music oh. together that's gonna help you get through the shit it could be Whatever. Now, me personally, I put a, you know, if y'all remember when I talked about my breakup songs, you know, I like the bad bitch breakup mm-hmm. songs. Like, you know, I don't need this nigga. Fuck him. You know, he wasn't doing nothing but sucking my toes anyway. Was you he really sucking your toes? <laughs> I'm just curious. I was just so curious. Me too. You I like, hate you. <laughs> you like that? You like that? You like that? I don't know if I would actually let, because my... You might get used to it. You gotta try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'll be if somebody wanted to now, nah, I'm not I'm not I'm not sucking no toes. But if you want to suck my little toes, why what if they cute? Right. Ain't no cute toes in my eyes. <laughs> what if they taste no. good? Mm, they what don't they taste good. <laughs> Okay. That ain't no cute toes. My wow. palate ain't made for toe. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Ooh, I know. Okay, number three. Oh. Get you a rebound. Look. You know what? I consider putting that on there. Look. Just fuck it out. Oh, my God. Just fuck it out. I'm sorry. Sometimes that... Sometimes are you... It might be... Sometimes it's temporary, but sometimes it actually does help you, like, be like... I don't know. It's like a distraction. It could be good or bad. Yeah. It it definitely can. You know, I just think, like, after that, like, get you somebody who, like, you know... I have been wanting to fuck you. Let's, you know, period. Let's Ooh, do it. Oh, you talking about some, somebody you wanted to fuck when you was in a relationship? I mean, if you want to get that Ooh, messy, yeah. Now that's spicy. This is complicated as fuck. This that's is so, so complicated. True. That's just how I feel. I just feel like you, you deserve a little rebound. Go have some fun. Go suck a titty or two. Okay? Or mm. suck a toe. Why don't you or, go suck a no, toe? I'm not into that, but I you might, are, you know. Um, bitch, you know. I might be. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that's my one. Number two. I just, I don't know how this is for you to figure out, but just let that anger out. And I say anger specifically because when you get broken up with or 
Well, I guess it also depends. Like, I feel like in breakups, somebody, like, you always end up angry. You mm-hmm. always end up angry. Like, always. And, like, you just got to let that out, whether that's working out, venting. If you just got to go in the room, look at a picture of that motherfucker, and just cuss for three minutes straight, do it. Wow. Like, just get it out. Don't, because don't be one of them bitches every time you see him. Look at that trifling ass. Because me, I want to be like when I see you. Hello. No, I'm over here with my friends. Thank you. Oh, um, like that's that's the energy I'm on. Like Ooh. you know, because I don't even want to give you that energy when I'm out public. Like, look at this ugly. Ass, you know, I ain't even gonna talk about you. I'm, hello, you're here. I'm here. What do you want? I don't get it. You wow. know. Wow. Uh, number number one. You made a face. What is this? Now this is this is definitely a, a PJ ism. Oh shit. And it's easier said than done. It kind of goes back into what we was talking about, mm, like a little bit of the validation, mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. like what well, it plays into it. I'm just gonna say it. Get over it. And I know that's like easier said than done. Get get over it. Like Woo! I'm one of those people where I'm like, damn, it didn't work out. That was fucked up. Am I gonna dwell on this? Nah. I'm gonna dwell on it like I'm gonna be like, oh, what, 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 what didn't work in that one, so I cannot take that to the next one. Ooh. But like, I'm not gonna be like, I just don't understand. Everything was so perfect, and why? No, it didn't work out. It it didn't work out. PJ, period. you put James and Dana through it. There's a lot happening. The mood has shifted. It's what just is- funny because it's like, what it's just funny hearing you talk because like... And I know everybody don't have that mentality that yeah. I have, like the get mm-hmm. over it type of mentality. Like, mm-hmm. I just be like... And that's like, just I know me. I'm just such a whiny motherfucker, so it's just funny And, and you, you know, that's that. not me tar- targeting you, baby. I want you to I feel. Know, I, I want know, you to feel. I know. But I just know, like, for me, like... And I'm and this it's a blessing and a curse, but mm-hmm. I have that mindset where, like, when I, when I get my mind to say, forget that person... I can forget. I that mean, person. honestly, I wish I was like that. Yeah, and it's it's not. What he say? <laughs> <laughs> I hate your top five ways to get over a breakup. Get over <laughs> it. Like that's what Period. I was saying when I first heard it too. I said, "Now what in the hell is this?" That's and, and that's like for real. That's not me coming at nobody, but like like I said, you can dwell. I would say dwell on what you're not gonna take to that next one. That's all I gotta say. Don't. Don't dwell on the why, the coulda, shoulda, don't Keisha Cole it. Don't do all wow. that. Just now, just, I don't want to say. Now, wow. I don't want to say that Keisha. I want you. Don't shoulda, woulda, coulda, cheated. Don't do all that. I don't want to say that I want you to experience heartbreak necessarily, mm-hmm. but I think it'll be interesting for you to experience it. If you is, ever like fall in love with someone, and then yeah. like I would be curious to know if your perspective changes. And I think I would like to know that too. And I, of course, I don't know because I ain't been in love yet. I can't believe that. I can't but believe like, that either. I can't believe it. I know. I have another friend who says she's never been in love. Damn. And you not ain't nobody deserved this yet. So oh. I'm not gonna give it to you. Come on. Um, wow. Come okay. on. That that, that implied a, a level of control when it comes to love. Bitch, no, I didn't. I just said you didn't deserve all this yet. Uh, I'm gonna give it to you. Uh, you just gotta show me you're ready. You're getting, I feel like yeah. you're the type of person somebody got to date you for two years for an I love you or some shit. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. For real, because my thing is, how you six months in and I know I, we love each. Wait, what? hold on, That's hold on, like... hold on, hold on, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, because I, I currently got a man. Now you're triggering me. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, six months is a good feel, time. Because I'm thinking this might also be like the Aquarius nature of me. When I say something, I mean it. So like, if I call you my friend, you my friend. 
And if you give me a reason to not like think that, oh, I'm done. I'm the, you know, I'm the type of person like when I say it, I'm that's why I don't call everybody my friend. So if I call you my friend, I'm like, no, this is my friend. Like whatever mm-hmm. you need, I got you. So, so if like, I love you, I so love if I love you. you, oh, I'm telling you, oh, I love you. And the minute you give me the reason to like, no, you don't like you don't give a fuck about my love. Oh, okay, I'll go give it to somebody else. That's fine. What you was nah, what you was about to say, Brian? I felt something. No, it's just uh this I think um, how people use love, the language of love mm-hmm. uh, can differ, right? I think that True. love can be overused, absolutely. But I think that idea of when you mean it will, uh, different people have different relationships with love as an idea yeah. and the experience of it. And a lot of people have a whole lot of love trauma. Um, there's nothing that sounds remotely traumatic in what you just shared about this sort of black and white relationship <laughs> with love. <laughs> oh, there doesn't seem to be any baggage there at all. I but, hate you, bitch. <laughs> but I do think it's, I think it's very important to really um, honor and own that what love can look like and what that can feel like can grow and change and develop over time. And you don't love everybody the same way. You don't Mm -hmm. need love all the time in the same way. And that I think it's about leaning into what that vulnerability can be for you and understanding, well, if I am going to, like you said, what I, if I am going to say it, I need you to understand how and why I will say it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I know that I'm not just saying this and that's why I was truly genuinely confused. Like, do you remember a while ago you was telling me like you can't love multiple people? I, I, I think I think genuinely... I, I think I I think I could. Just thinking Yo, about, and, and that's fine. actually let me not say what I was about Ooh, to say. Oh, I say you about to Oh, <laughs> me. I was about to say just thinking about the situation I'm in right now. I feel like I care significantly yeah. about about two different people. Wow. To where I see potential in loving two different mm. people. I haven't been there, but I feel yeah. like I could possibly be and there. i think see in my mind love is just like love like it's me it's you mm-hmm. and love mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying like i guess i'm kind of like old school in that tradition like mm-hmm. all right now if I'm i don't a, think there's anything wrong with I'm that. Get, yeah. if i throw this l word at you <laughs> but keep in mind we're still talking from a place of not knowing because you ain't experienced that love mm. shit yet this you is this is right like, i have experienced strong light right right you know I and like that how, how did that how did that go I don't remember. <laughs> We've already locked that box as well. I think with, <laughs> I think with, Bitch, with I'm gonna throw this mic. Throw it at me, girl. Throw it at me. No, I think I won't. Shout I out James. That's how much. I think love is such an interest. Like for me, I am currently in love with a man, and I, I think it's very powerful, um, and complicated, and beautiful, and scary as fuck. And I think what I am learning as someone, I mean, I ain't had a man since before this. I ain't had a man since uh, Michael Jackson died. Like it just, mm. I'm not like that's a long <laughs> for you for you listening at home. That that's was a long, long ago. <laughs> that's a long fucking time ago. You mean since? since you remember the time girl either way um it doesn't matter but i think like for me now coming into this uh at a different different developmental stage a different time in my life it's like oh fuck like i remember why i didn't do this for a long time because it's so powerful Mm -hmm. and triggering and beautiful and scary to Mm -hmm. truly give yourself to someone else in that way and lean into the fact that you could be hurt, that it could not mm-hmm. work out. And you want to know something oof. funny, though? I truly, because like it's funny that you keep saying, like, oh, it's baggage. I know it's baggage. Like, I can, I'm not going to say it on air. You- I can, I can clearly, I can literally, once this go, I tell you why I don't yeah. trust and love people. Sure. Like, I can tell you that flat out why I don't. Sure. Now, that's not, I know that. Like, it's like, I know that's the reason why I'm here, but I'm also like, I know that, but I'm not going to let that stop me. Sure. You know what I'm that's saying? Powerful. Like, that's powerful. Because, like, I acknowledge, like, 
the mo the incident that did make me a little like bitter and jaded. Like I acknowledge it, like that's what fucked me up. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I ain't I ain't trying to use that as an excuse. But I'm also like knowing that like. Yeah, because of that, it's gonna take me a little while. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you just gotta work with me. I'm, and that's the thing. I'll be telling people like, I'm gonna work with you. You just gotta work with me, because mm-hmm. right. you know my thing is don't have me be vulnerable with you, and then you be just like, no, something mm-hmm. like, oh, so you, you just was playing. Mm-hmm. So then I gotta cuss you out. <laughs> well, you might have to cuss them out anyway, because sometimes it bees like that. No, because I don't even do like I ain't gonna lie. I'm not the cussing outside person. I just kind of like. Period. Dead mm-hmm. it. Like, if I really don't just want to fuck with nobody, I just won't. Damn. Damn, that's powerful. Right? A rare breed. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, and I and I know that's why I was saying it's a blessing and a curse. The way I can, like, literally cut people off and, like, not to even, like, bring up any sour wounds. Like, me and Dana had gotten to it in I've been forgetting about that. Yeah, oh, wow. I like, you know, we had gotten to it and, like, mm-hmm. me and Dana at one point was talking every... Obviously. Right. That's and it's so bitch. funny. We can't even remember what we fought about, you know, but we got we, into it. We got into it. Like, into it. Like, and like, we used to talk every single day. Then mm-hmm. after we got into it, mm-hmm. ask me, I didn't look like she was dead to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can clearly say that. But then, like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how we started talking. I think we were just <laughs> drunk and at a party. It was like, I don't know. I miss you. Mm-hmm. Look, let's just is that, I want to know, is that rare for you or is that like a thing? Like you're open to like reconnecting and shit? I'm open to reconnecting. That's good. Yeah, That's good. I, I am. I really am. That's but good. like, just know that oh, God. it's not an easy. Oh, no, I, mean, not I know what you're you about to say. Like, Ooh, if, like it depends on how it goes. I'll say shit. <laughs> like, 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 say if like, you know, I was with somebody mm-hmm. and they cheated on me and we broke up. And they're like, look, I'm so sorry. I really just want to say I'm sorry. I just want us to be friends. I'm going to be like, I appreciate that, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. No. Like, I appreciate, like, I'm open to, like, you talking to me. But, like, we did we did that. It was fine. You know, you did what you, you knew what you was going to do before you did it. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, so I'm just like, no, it's, it's fine. No beef. Mm-hmm. No grudge. Just know that, like, you over there and I'm all mm-hmm. the way over here. Like. I feel like I've been in times in my life where I've thought intellectually that was the I'm an ice queen by trade. Like that's my training. I am a black Elsa uh, for real. Um, really let it go. No bitch, you can go. And I have Damn. ice daggers for that ass. Damn. Either way, um, I think I thought I could be that person. But I think the more vulnerable I've been to another individual, the harder I've fallen when shit goes down or shit gets complicated or it's not fun mm-hmm. anymore, shit gets weird, it gets so messy and complicated to get up out of that. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, but but it gets complicated because all that, like, but the good times and, well, mm-hmm. but they're still a good person and did it and all this shit that complicates it. I think it is very appropriate, especially in a breakup, to distance yourself um, emotionally, yep. physically, et cetera, get off that social media, do all that. I think that's so practical because a lot of people get caught up and fucked up because they can't let go in that way. Um, but it's still really complicated to say, even though you fucked me, fucked me over, I can't fuck with you no more. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love you. I've given a part, a part of me exists in you. And taking that back, truly, I think once you've given it to someone and sit in that space, I think that's very complicated. Just wait, PJ. Just wait. Because, <laughs> baby, I will take it back like... Like, I'll take it back so quick. No. Like, it didn't I, work like, like, I don't think it worked like that. I don't think boo. it worked like that. I think there's ways of suppressing it mm-hmm. in a uh-huh. way that makes it feel like it works like that. But it, uh, emotions oh, be, are messy. I, I agree. I, I feel shit. like the people I feel like I was truly in love with, a part of me, like, always feels some sort of, like, 
connection to them Absolutely. like i just can't like no matter what like you hit me up like after some time i'm gonna like respond i'm gonna like i don't know it's like i almost i almost feel like i'm still like oh slightly and like even though it's over i'm like if you know what never mind you were, like, you were really about to like, spill your tea on this mic yeah like i was you know because it was one mm, no i'm not getting burned are you about to spill your tea <laughs> right too? we're both like we Damn. you know we've been nah, drinking a little bit so nah, we're let's like let's just say because like i right know that mind. too like like the person who i was in strong like with like mm-mm, if they was to text me now, i'd be like why what do you want yeah like i'm i'm tired what do yeah. you want i also just don't have time like yeah yeah wow I know I be Layers. sounding like an old bitter bitch sometimes, <laughs> like, and I know I do, and I know people be listening like, "Damn, this month he gonna be single for the rest of his life." True, okay. I might be. Okay, there's there's a lot of projection there I just experienced. All right, but here's the thing. Oh man, I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I always tell people, you know, I wasn't put on this earth to fall in love. I was put on here to like. I feel to make people laugh, like truly, really? you know. So, um, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna make people laugh, like. And my thing is, like, if love comes, it comes. But baby, Damn. I ain't chasing. Baby, you ain't me. <laughs> I better be married by the time I look. Baby, no, Robin said, "I was good on my own." That's the way it was. That's the way it was. Like, I'm all fine. I know is, I need to find me a companion. For some significant amount of time before I die. That's all I'm saying. No, I think that's, that's all, all I'm saying. It's important. I think it's important to find, like, I don't think I was put, any of us were put on this earth to experience life by ourselves. True. He's like, I but got, I got my friends. I got my family. Look, I got, and you. I got my weed and man. You, and you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, um, so. I love him. I have Beyonce. No. I have, That's you know, love. Diddy that Girls. No. I have Cardi. Rich I have all the love. No, I'm just, I, I, you know, yeah. It's going to happen for you. I can't and wait. And it's funny because I did just... Mm, Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I am so shook looking at both of you almost spill your full fucking tea. On air. <laughs> like you don't be knowing what you be saying sometimes. <laughs> and you just be like, That must be the wine. That must be it. Right, I'm trying to be careful. Because I, I know, because I was going to talk about somebody and I know they listen, so I'm not going to do that. That's smart. Mm-mm. Is it though? I mean, you can share. I, I think it's so important to be honest. Look, he just want to hear the team. He just want to hear No, I just team. think it's important well, just to I lead just was with the. I <laughs> No, I can't. I'm embarrassed. I get embarrassed. I just. I, no, I don't want to talk about it because I know Dana, be Dana make him say it. Dana, make him say it. I don't know what it is. Because I was just going to say, like, you know, like, I'm trying to do this new thing where, like, so I'm like, I just went on, I met up with this guy. And I really like him. Like, is this the one you was like through with at one point? No, not. Oh. No, that one. Okay. Come on, Dana, let him spill his tea. You know, okay. fuck right. that one. No, I was just gonna say no because I really like him. Like, I liked like talking to him. Like he, he was really open. Like about just talking about shit. Like, and like on some shit like I ain't never felt before. So I was like. What the fuck is this? Oh. So you know that's why bitch. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Oh my god. It's happening. I'm so You're happy. Like, I feel some shit I never yeah. felt before. And like that's we, the first. That's where that's, it started. That, right? And Literally. like we only. Oh, I'm like. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I really am. I'm like sweat. Um, <laughs> that's love brewing. Oh, look don't, at that. Okay, bitch, don't get twisted. <laughs> but like you know, I really like you know like I and mean, like I really and I'm trying to do the not the PJ thing where like. 
I don't text back for a couple of days to see if they really text. No, like me. don't play no don't game. Like, that. you know, I, That's when you fuck up shit sometimes. And I'm not really doing is. that. Like, I'm acting like really active. And like, That's if it good. don't work out, it don't work out. But like, just proud of myself knowing that like I'm putting myself. Because, you know, I'm going to keep it 100. <gasps> we going to. We gonna we gonna keep one hundred. I don't like being vulnerable. That's just not my. This is not what I do. Cause I'm a thug. Um. Is that why? Is that why you're not vulnerable? Bitch, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're a thug. I, you know, I just don't like being vulnerable and like talking. And this dude, he like made me want to like. That's good. Okay, PJ, you ain't take the wall off. <gasps> it's just you and him. That's like, really and I was good. Like, okay, like, cause I remember at one point, like, we were sitting and like I was like this the whole time, and I was like. You relax. Yeah. And I was like, and I noticed mm. that like when I was doing it, like, why am I so tense right now? Because Damn. I'm just like, you know, like what, what's going on? But you hear yourself, That's right? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm really excited for the moment where you listen to this and realize, oh, damn. No, he's going to say, James, can you please edit this all out? Oh, yeah, wow. so. that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. It's Keep beautiful. It. And I was thinking about that in my mind, so I was like, um, I'm gonna have to send him. A, <laughs> I'm gonna have to send him a text message and be like, James, that last portion did it, okay? No. Did it? No, don't. But no, do I, it. I, I do. Like, I am trying to be more open, so so hopefully it goes well. So hopefully, we'll see. no matter what you have an opportunity, a beautiful opportunity to learn about yourself, about True. what you want, and to grow. And the more we give of our heart, the more we get back, I truly believe. That's, mm, that's but real. then when they, you give them your heart, and since sometimes they like to play with it, don't play with me. But you know it's going to bounce don't back. Don't play with me, Stevie. It's going to bounce back with a little bit of healing. It's going to be, you know, all Gucci. Oh, my God. A couple stretch marks, but you know. Well, hey, what do you think babies be doing to people? For real. Mm. For real. <laughs> okay, I'm done. We out. Any mo? Any any? What happened? What you say? What James? What happened? You you jump out. I have very much enjoyed someone being on the podcast who can analyze PJ in a professional level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about analyzing me. I'm me. I'm me. Yes, you no, are. Nobody need to analyze me. I know my problem. Oh, there she <laughs> and then there it went. And <laughs> that was an ugly cry too. That was Shit. When you laughing from when you like. <laughs> <laughs> I've been. T- <laughs> uh, I'm fucking done. Um. Oh no, Brian! It was so great having you. This was so much yes, fun. it was. You this know, so tell fun. us, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, I mean, are you on the IG, the Twitter, the Facebook? What you yeah, got? Yeah, I am. Um, Mr. Brian Coleman on the IG. Um, and on the Twitter. Um, and yeah, I'm not talking about my Facebook because I don't want you there. Okay, oh, that's, that's cool. Your, yeah, tr- that's boundaries. It. Hashtag boundaries. Hashtag boundaries. I feel like everyone deserves one pro, one social media where you just wild out. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I tell people don't find me. Well, on there's, I mean, there's another place on the egg for that, but like y'all don't even know about that. True, true, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Thank you so much again. Yeah, we really appreciate. Thank it. You. Seriously, this is incredible. Um, Thank any, you. Uh, what else we got? To say? I mean, that's all I got. Oh, I was gonna say, make sure. Um, Speaking of programs for youth and everything, uh, my organization, the Corner Store Chicago, next 
Saturday and Sunday on the 18th and the 19th, we're having our first annual wellness expo. And Ooh. so basically, it's a, a youth wellness expo, and they'll have uh, clinicians there to talk to kids for like five minutes. There'll be food and vendors. There'll also be panel discussions, and apparently I'm in a panel discussion, so... Oh, Apparently. Lord, don't let me cuss that in front of them kids. You're going to be good. You're you going to be know good. I, you know I cuss every other good. minute. I'll be like, damn, what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> Are you talking oh. about love on the panel? I hope you're talking about love. No, I hope we're not. I hope we're not because I don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. Lies. I don't believe in love. It doesn't pay the bills. Um, I mean, it, it could mind. inspire you too. My bills are already paid. Okay. You never know. A lover yeah. could pay them bills. Yeah. Hey, that's like, another story. Excuse me, Mr. White Man that's over 65 with a lot of Didn't money. I hear y'all I talking about sugars? Or yeah, weren't y'all talking about sugars? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, come it. to the Wellness Expo. It is from 11 to 8 both days. There'll be music, dancing, um, all just kinds of stuff. And, you know, we just spreading awareness to mental health, especially for the youth. Because the youth. The you like to say youth. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, come out and it's free. It's free. It's free. What you got to lose? You ain't losing no money. Come on. It's free at Excess Tennis. That's on like uh State and I want to say I don't know what that call street is. I think it's State in Forty Third or something like that. Just Google Excess Tennis. And you'll see it and come see us. Come see me. I'll be much more professional than I am now. <laughs> So, hmm. yeah. Anything else, anybody? Nope. Just come support the expo Ooh. and Brian. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And we are out this bitch.